Sorry about that extended intro. I uh, welcome. It's a barn raising episode 310 on Sunday. Hey, Friday. Intro music, no voices. I don't believe you. The voices must be coming through. I can see it moving. Have, have we got voices? Correct me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I reckon our voices are coming through. It wouldn't surprise me because this is a new version of OBS that I down- decided to download at five o'clock today. Let's get rid of the old one. Yeah. Five by five. There we so, go. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to a barn raising. Happy New Year? Yeah, it's close enough, isn't it? Okay. So what is it? New Year's Eve, Eve, Eve? It's the 29th, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. It's 29th. It's 30, 31 days in December now. Yeah. Also, is it 31 days in January? Yeah. Yeah, I know because I get nasty, nasty emails every every year telling me I have to do a tax return. Really? Pay my bill by the 31st of January. Yeah. So I'm usually there mm. at like 5 to 11 on the 31st of January. Do you make more than £12,500 a year? <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah. Just off this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I know there's definitely 31 days in January. I have, I have. Uh, I was going to say wet dreams. That's the wrong word. Sleepless nights would <laughs> be more appropriate. You said you did it really quickly last year, didn't you? Yeah, do it in a day. In a day these days. Twelve months of bookkeeping and a tax return online. Mm. You do it in about eight hours. Right. Okay. Just making it all point. <laughs> Not really, if you're listening. No. Who's, who's Chancellor now, anyway? Don't know. Oh, it's the boring oh, it's, guy. It's fucking Jeremy Irons, isn't it? Yeah. Is it yeah. Jeremy Irons? It is Jeremy Irons, yeah. This year's budget will be as follows. Uh, I don't... That's One right. penny on L. Is that not what he does? I'm not really feeling he, that. Accent. When he has his red book. I know, I've never done Jeremy Irons before. Mm. Uh, I'll tell you who does a good Jeremy Irons. Greg Proops. Do you remember Greg Proops? No. For a, whose lines it anywhere? Oh, right, okay. Uh, Stand-up, uh, improv, improv. Like, they don't tell them what all the fucking subjects are going to be in advance. Mm. That improv uh, show from the 90s that was hosted by Clive Anderson. It was, wasn't it? No, it was Greg Proops, Ryan Styles, Tony Slattery, Josie, Josie, Darby, Josie Darby. No, she was like a Blue Peter presenter, <laughs> or a CBBS presenter. <coughs> I can't remember her name. English female comedian Josie something. But lots of Canadians, mm. English and Canadians, weren't there? There was lots of Can- Canadians. On Can- Canadians mm. from Canada. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
it's like one of those staples, wasn't it? It's probably on a Friday night or something like that. Channel 4. Was it Channel 4? I think mm. it was Channel 4, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Like half 10 at night. Light entertainment. Occasionally yeah. funny. Ryan Styles was very... Uh, Bit like Jim Carrey, who sort of he had that physicality. Most of his comedy was sort of that because he was sort of tall and thin, and he would play that up. To his don't know, do you not remember it? No, no. not a fan. I did. I remember watching him, but I don't remember him in particular. I remember Tony Slattery. I'm sure Wayne Styles had a bit part in Hot Shots Pop Do. Really? Yeah. Right. Okay. You know what Greg Proops's um, famous bit part is? No. He was the announcer in the pod race in A Phantom Menace. Was he? Correct, Proops, yeah. I did not know that. I'm a... F- well, look, you know, got the t- I got the T-shirt. You've got the T-shirt, literally. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fountain of Star Wars knowledge. Are they new Thundercats um, pyjama bottoms? Christmas pyjamas. With minimal staining. No stains, brand new, fresh on, just like half an hour ago. Really? My only stipulation is that they should be 80s cartoon-based and they should have pockles. Pockles? Pockles, yeah, because I need pockles to put my keys in when I come out of here. And exactly, me, and yeah. me phone and my fags and shit. Because mm-hmm. one year she made the, the heinous error of buying me pyjama bottoms with no pockles in. Mm. I said, bin them. <laughs> Took them in bin Useless. As if you'd ever say that. <laughs> She's vicious. <laughs> New slip slips as well. Wow, look at those. Isotoners. Yeah. Yeah, I've been treated. New, oh, so showing you before, I finally got a replacement Darth Vader glass. face pint glass. I got one of these about five Christmases ago, maybe more, mm-hmm. and it shattered at some point. Washing it up in the sink and the, the washing up brush just went through it. Went through the pint glass. Brittle. It's that thin. And dainty, like me. Mm-hmm. It has to be well looked after. And, you know, if you dropped it, it would just explode. So you've got to be careful with it. It's also dynamite. <laughs> yes. So I've got a replacement. Mm-hmm. What did you get? For Christmas? Christmas? you get anything nice? Anything exciting? Did you get any Kappa tracksuit bottoms? I didn't, unfortunately. Oh, I got some I got some new some new trainers, some new running trainers. trainers. This lovely fleece top that I'm wearing... That keeps me warm. Right. Uh, unbranded. Mountain Warehouse, I believe, if they want to sponsor us. Yeah. Um, what else did I get? Um, a jumper. A pink jumper. Oh, you wore that the other night. You've seen my pink jumper. Sa- salmon. Salmon pink, no? I would say so, yeah. Um, and... A giant Toblerone. Holding a burp. I just did it Look quietly. Like you're holding the, a burp then. Did it quietly to the side. Not like round seven. No. Um, I think that was it. Really. I can't. There was other things, but I just. Oh, she bought me a coffee. Another coffee machine. Another a, coffee machine. A secondary what? coffee maker. A Tassimo. Oh, a pod. A pod I had a yeah. I had a, a Tassimo before I got into ground. Grind, grinding your own beans. Grinding my own beans. Getting the yeah. franks above the beans. Mm. And um, it became a bit of an issue because I got addicted to these, I think they're called, she's bought me two packs of them. Um, I think the the caramel latte 
macchiatos. And they're about, they probably, they probably they fill in like a normal size mug, pretty much. Yeah. But they are fucking wicked. The, the bomb. The, yeah, and I would I could have like several a day. Wow, are they not really sickly? Um, well, this is the thing. So it's, it, it's done in a perfect way in that the first part of it is like drinking a coffee, a milky coffee. Well, not even, well, it's got an, ex, it's an espresso shot. So they're a double, they're a double pod drink, yeah. I think, from memory. You put uh, two pods in. So there's a, there's the initial pod. Oh fuck me! Right. Which I think is the oh, sounds complicated. Is the caramel and the and the frothy milk stuff, right. and then you have a pod which is the shot of espresso that goes in it. Yeah. Um, but when you get to the bottom, yeah, there is like a layer of filth car- caramel. Yeah. So, but that's all. That's all it's all about for me is getting down to that level. And yeah. Getting it, getting it out. A bit like when you get a calypso from the ice cream yes. van. It's all about the melted uh, residue. At the bottom, the hyper E number laced <laughs> yeah. looper juice. So, yeah. So the idea is, is basically when we've finished the attic, I'm going to go into the, the, the box room is going to be my office, mm-hmm. my my room of healing in the home. <laughs> right. Why are you laughing at that? Oh, I am a healer. Yeah, I know. By trade. Yeah. That's what it says, you know. Right. I'm a licensed healer. Good. I'm insured now as well. I'm also insured. For uh, healing. <laughs> okay, in case you only heal someone by mistake. Yeah, I got. I got. We, there's a special rate through the British Association of Behavioural and Cognitive Psychotherapists right. uh, website um, for a particularly uh, for a bespoke provider of insurance. Uh, well, it's not indemnity. What's the other one? Yeah, professional indemnity. Is it pro- it's professional indemnity rather than public indemnity? That's what public it is. Public liability. Liability, that's yeah. it. Um, so I've got that now. Yeah, so I'm ready. I've got a license to heal. Wow. So how do you get onto that? What's going Oh, sorry, yeah, because I'm going in. So the coffee machine is still in a box. I've put it into the attic now until uh-huh. my youngest moves out of the box room into one of the bigger bedrooms, and then I can put my coffee... That's, Secondary coffee machine is going to be in my office. Are you going to fill it up? The coffee machine with water. Well, it it you just from the bathroom. It's just like you know, it's only a few steps, isn't it? To I'll fill put the, a tap in there. It has a tray. I might do. It could run it from underneath the yeah. uh, under the floor, couldn't yeah. it? Really? And then just it's not, there's an outside wall. Just whacking all through <laughs> through outside wall. What for a drain as well? Yeah, <laughs> could do, couldn't it? And yeah. then I could, could if I put a then sink... You can, you can clean yourself after each healing. <laughs> you can, you know, a moist towel <laughs> to recover to recover while you while you rebalance your chi waiting for your next appointment. <laughs> Might do. Or have a wank. <laughs> could do. Could do. <coughs> Sam's wow. saying I'm supposed to stir my macchiatos. Maybe that's what they do in the South. I like to enjoy mine as the separate layers, though, as it gets gradually better and better and better as you get down. How about you you, you, you put your first pod in, mm. cup A, <laughs> and then you get your pod, your second pod, mm. with your caramel mm. and uh, espresso shot, cup B, mm-hmm. and then instead of pouring them both, into a cup C, just throw cup A out and just have the have the hard shit. 
No, because this is this is what you're forgetting, isn't it? This is what people um, are doing too often in their lives, <laughs> which is they're not doing the hard work before you get the reward <laughs> really? of getting through the espresso and the foamy, the milk water foam until mm. you get to the, the tasty stuff at the bottom, you see. I've got to earn my macchiato caramel. Got you. Life is suffering. It is, isn't it? It's the nature of duality. You got it, yes. We live in a polar realm. Yeah, exactly. You have to suffer that frothy water. The froth water. That looks so appealing, but it's actually a bit watery. You know, would that caramel taste as good exactly. if you hadn't suffered through the frothy water? Or if you'd just been drinking caramel pods. Yeah, you would get used to it. Exactly. You know, there's no there's no darkness without light. Exactly. Yeah. So I say to you, Sam, don't stare it and see where that gets you with your macchiato. Right. Yeah. Life hack. You heard it here first. Yeah, exactly. Life is suffering. Are they not mega dear, then, pods for pod machines? They can be. Or you've got, normally you can find them. I can't remember what they were, but they used to do deals every so often. And then you'd buy like 10 packs of them because they <laughs> cause they're like indestructible. <laughs> Considering you can get like. <laughs> a ton weight bag of the franken beans the <laughs> french beans for what two, right, two pounds beans. 70 yeah for a massive for it's a like kilo. a bag of plaster a kilo bag yeah a kilo of beans you know. so i'm like halfway through a bag so they've lasted a month half a bag <laughs> wow really i only have one a day and i push two and that's very rare that i'll have two a day Gosh, well, I, I get the half kilo bags normally from Little, and I probably go through two of them a week, probably a kilo a week. A key a week? Probably. Wow. It's a bit like cocaine. You know, uh, UK is uh, the number two cocaine-using country in the world now. Is it? Yeah. Guess who's number one? I thought it was the US. Australia. Is it? Yeah. Wow, I thought um, the America would be, oh, it'd be fentanyl in America, wasn't it? Yeah, they've graduated <laughs> past cocaine, only And to, yeah, fentanyl or Oxycontin or whatever. Yeah. Well, good. So you a new coffee machine. Did you ask for that? Or did she... Uh, no, I, 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 we were kind of... I was thinking of... I was dreaming about... Because basically what I'm going to do in this box... So basically, we built... We had a, a garage in our back garden, which some people from Burnley came on a flatbed and took down and took to Burnley to do with what they will. Um, and then we built an outside office or room out of, well, not us, so a Polish man came around and built it out of blocks. Um, and then it's like being wired and plumbed to a certain extent. Um, and I was going to have that as my office you know, to do my healing from. Mm. But because it's got all the gym stuff in it and she uses the gym stuff more than me, really. She uses it nearly every day. Um we thought, well, we, and she uses, she does it at like random times as well. So there's no way I'm going in and out. So I'll have the box room basically as my office when we everything gets sorted at home. Mm. But anyway, it's going to have, I'm envisaging there's going to be a sofa bed in there. Right. A coffee table. Why a sofa bed? Um, For when I have my space of snoring. And it's also a spare room as well. What? Do you get relegated? Out of uh, the bedroom. Well, sometimes no, not really. But if I come home smashed, which never happens anymore, really. I was going to say, it's like every week, isn't it? <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. Um, sometimes I would sleep on the sofa out of courtesy. Really? Yeah, because I do snore. It's bad. Wow. 
Um, but she has bought earplugs, so she's been wearing those for a number of years. She wants to get some Isotone Pros. They? They're what I've just got a few months ago. They're wireless headphones. Oh. Uh, in-ear head, head buds, bud phones, buddy earbuds. Okay. That are Bluetooth, and they're, um, they're for construction workers. So there, there's X amount of dB noise reduction. I can't remember what it is. Well, so, she, yeah, she has the foam ones that she shoves in her ears. Yeah. That you squeeze down. And she has, in in emergencies, she will also use, she has a... Wire, a bat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, she just kicks me, to be honest with you. But um, she has a headband, a, a Bluetooth... Uh, headphone headband. I have one of those. I just got one of those, and it goes round her head. So she doesn't really, with it on. Doesn't really stop the noise though. No, but if she plays something, right? Then so, it, it got. So she has. So you'll play white noise, have things in, and then that. Fuck me. But she's a very light sleeper. I call her the princess and the pea. Yeah, it is like she's bad for yeah. the sleeping. But uh, you know, she didn't snore, so you know. I don't know what it's like, do I? No, fair enough. Except I, I do wake myself up sometimes when I'm snoring. Catch myself going. <coughs> I think I've got sleep apnea. Oh, she thinks I've got sleep apnea. Is that when you wake up and you can't remember anything? <laughs> no. That would be, no. <laughs> Are you being serious? <laughs> no. So she thinks that I stop breathing. Do that thing we got. <laughs> It is so. You're supposed what you're supposed to do if you have that is you're supposed to get a C. I think it's called a C. Pack or pack pap C pap. Right. I think it's constant air pressure. Yeah, positive air pressure. It's what they were using in 2020. Oh right, okay. Once it stopped uh, blowing people's lungs out with ventilators. Yeah. So I think it was. um, See, really, I should have one of those. So you'd have like a go to bed with a nasal cannula on. No, and some machine going. Yeah, they're horrible. So it's like a it's a mask that goes. It's a mask. That's yeah, right. That straps on because I used to see. I still do, but more in the past you see people with COPD, mm-hmm. and they quite often would have them basically um, to sleep with. But they, they, they all say they're horrible. Basically, I can't imagine sleeping in one. Mm. Like I sleep on my front mainly. Do you? Yeah. You fucking animal. <laughs> and your front. I didn't think that was odd. Wow. What's your kind of going to sleep? Did you know there's different going to sleep poses? No. Did you not know that? No. So obviously the classic one, it would be the fetal position. Right. On your side, knees yeah. up. Um. What's yours? Protecting your what's internal yours? organs. Yeah, what's you? On your face, starfish. <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty much. I'm, I'm often. I'm more like um, the hanged man from the tarot deck. What's that with the? L- so usually I'm on my front and the pillar's there, and I have one arm, <laughs> one arm up, my head like that in the recovery position, basically. One arm up that, and I usually have one knee hitched up like this. Really, that's an interesting. And one straight leg. That's interesting. And then I'll I'll rotate and do the other side. Right. Okay. I normally go to sleep. Um, either on my back, so I do as much snoring as possible, 
but I have. It's called. I think in in yoga, it's called the tree position. Oh yeah. I bring my right leg up. Oh my shoes are on. Buddy. Um, and I put my right foot on my left knee. Yeah, like a figure four leg lock, Ric Flair. <laughs> Woo! Nature boy. Yeah, or, or the tree pose, basically. I yeah, think it's called. Um, but apparently, yeah, there's like these sets, and that is one of them. It's quite a rare one. What's it, it tell you about you? What position pose you do? Oh, it's like to do the size of your penis. <laughs> so if you That's sleep... why I can sleep on my front, you see. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't get in way. <laughs> you just took it behind yourself anyway, <laughs> didn't you? Look, I'm a lady. I'm a lady. Oh, it's a gynophiliac. Yeah. Um, but yes, I know. But that is one. The fetal is one. Solipsistic porn masturbator. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't remember any of the other ones, to be honest with you. No, fetal position, I guess, is someone who's insecure. I don't know. It's quite comfy to sleep on your side like that. Yeah. I would say so. What what did it say about a man who's willing to, who sleeps on his front with his posterior raised? It's very, very comfortable in his own sexuality. Yeah. Lovely. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, if anyone wants to go to town, it's fine. Okay. Have you have you said that to your wife? <laughs> no. No, she she won't be into it anyway. No. Even if I was. I'm have sure. you have you heard of tromboning? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Am I the last person to find out what tromboning is? I thought I thought it was you who told me what it is. Was it? it years and years ago. Do we, I don't think we need to explain it to the audience, do we? Now we'll see if people know what it is. In Google the chat. it. Yeah. Google tromboning on the, what's the, something, Urban Dictionary? It'll be on there. the interweb. It won't be on Wikipedia. It'll be on the Urban Dictionary. I would imagine so. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to moving into my office anyway. Right. That'd be fun. Where do you work from now? Dining room or something? In the back room, yeah. Yeah. There's going to be more, more construction work. Uh, ongoing down there. Hopefully. Not going out at the back? No, just taking a wall down, that's all. Oh, knocking it into one? Or into the kitchen? Into the kitchen, yeah. yeah. That's why everyone does. I know. So it's like these houses were built with tiny kitchens in them. Yeah. Ours is the same. But now everyone wants like more space for tins of beans and shit. The problem is, though, when you knock walls down, you lose all that. Space that you put cupboards again and furniture again. Well, there's no, there's nothing on that wall. That's no. the thing. So, um, I think it, what it is is nobody goes in the back room anymore. So the idea was is that the front room was really posh and was the parlor for mum and dad to go to reside in and retire to in the evening. Right. And the back room had all like the shit in for the kids, you know. That's like that's a PlayStation in, and it used to have the Nintendo in and toys and whatnot. But nobody ever goes in there anymore. In the front room. In the back room. In the back room, right? Mm. So we take it down, and we're going to make them so like we can do stuff in, be making tea and kind of see them. Basically, that's the idea. Right. Rather than them being up to no nonsense. Well, that's what they do in it. Always get up to nonsense. Yeah. We've been so lazy this week. I mean, they must have sp- they spent hours on the fortnight this week. Well, yeah, no. We've, I've, uh, <clears throat> I just can't be asked. 
We've been out uh, for... <laughs> they both got shoes that light up. Mm. Um, so we've been out for a walk a couple of evenings when it stopped raining. Um, and also, I've made them go out and play. We bought, I bought some football nets, one net, one set of goalposts. So I've made them go out. Um, and use those for like an hour a day. We haven't set up ours. We got like a, it's made by swing ball, oh, yeah. but it's football. Yeah. So I don't know what it looks like. My youngest asked for it, the youngest human resource. And uh, we haven't set it up yet. Mm. So I don't know. We're going to Southport tomorrow anyway. So we're having an afternoon out tomorrow anyway, going to a CEO dad. Oh. So. Right, okay. Get him out of the house. I know, yeah. It gets a bit much, doesn't it? They're yeah. just they're wild at this time of night when they don't go out. And burn some of it off. Mm. Yeah, my kids burn it off just slaying, slaying in battle royales. No. Uh, I was going to say then about... Oh, no, I won't say that. So, yeah, we, this is unusual, being at a barn raising on YouTube. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I wasn't expecting this. No, well, the YouTube gods have smiled upon us, you know. Yeah. This is, um, we had a Christmas present. This is the first time in nearly three years that our channel has had no warnings or strikes on it. <laughs> That's good. I did some, I had to do some training. <laughs> I had to be re-educated. What did you find out about yourself? Nothing, I just fed it the answers it wanted to hear. What was that? The, the YouTube diversity, equity and inclusion bot wanted to hear. I had to do a, like a questionnaire. An EDI questionnaire. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And uh, so I did that. And it said, okay, thank you for doing the question for this training. Um, if you're a good boy, for 90 days, we'll remove the final warning from your YouTube channel. Ooh. And the 90 days was up on Christmas Day. <laughs> ah. So we have a clean channel for the first time since what about does, episode 170. What does that mean? Are we gonna are we gonna start make, raking in the the cash now? <laughs> <laughs> no, it won't. I don't think it'll make any difference. It just means we're uh, like one. Um, what would you say? We do something wrong. Uh, oh, misdemeanor, further away from being banned because mm. we'll get a warning and then a strike and then two strikes. But we we haven't been on two strikes for a long time. Good. Glad. So, yeah. So, and plus, we are, I've got the new OBS version up and running. And I've been playing around with different streaming software. So, I thought I'd uh, just put it on YouTube as a test. But it's also, it's on Twitch, uh, Rumble, and Facebook simultaneously. Wow. Um, I said in the last newsletter that we, you might find us streaming somewhere you wouldn't expect in the new year. And the platform in question <clears throat> is OnlyFans. And uh, are you going to come through with that promise that you made in episode two fifty? What was that? It's like you're going to set up an OnlyFans, weren't you? Oh well, I got halfway in the process, and then it turns out right. Anyone who appears on your screen has to have a disclaimer, photo ID signed, sent into them. What do you mean? Any guest we add on would have to provide us with a photo ID signed, giving the consent, a waiver, to appear on the site. Probably because there's just be a lot of dirty f 
guy's jerking over you. You see? Oh, so you got to prove that you're like 18. Yeah, and you, and you have to give consent. Mm. So uh, I sucked it off. So I'm not going to be on OnlyFans. I'm going to start Kick, though. Kick is a new up and coming streaming platform. Right. Like Twitch. So I might start that for what it's worth. Okay. I can stream to pretty much anywhere simultaneously now with this new uh, service called Airstream that we're using. Uh, it's just the chat that I need to work on because Restream combines the chat from YouTube and Twitch here. So wherever you're watching and you type a message and it comes up here on the screen and we can reply. Um, so I'm just having to work out some gremlins with that, with the, the new streaming service, but I'll figure something out. Now that OBS has been updated and it's the newest, freshest piece of shit. streaming <laughs> shit, it gives me options when they're with plum- plugins and stuff. So. With plumbers. Plumbers plugins. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, went out on, uh, what day is it today? Friday. Was it Wednesday we went out? Yeah. Oh, God, Preston Town Centre is desolate, isn't it? It's dead, wasn't it? Absolutely dead. So there was one bar, pub or whatever, busy. That was that Hot Woods, wasn't it? Everybody was uh, looked a bit. It was a very loud, wasn't it? Very loud and dancey. I don't remember going in there. We didn't go in it. That's why oh, we, we walked, walked past, past and said we can't go in it's there. It's too noisy. It's for too us. noisy for us. Yeah. <laughs> and the weather spoons. So there's a weather spoons in Preston. <coughs> it's called Twelve Tellers, which um, is in a bank, an old bank building. Um, and at a certain time in the evening, maybe like ten o'clock or something, it turns into a discotheque. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I'm just wondering, you know, if anybody else knows of a Weatherspoons that turns into a discotheque at a certain time. So Most like, of them just turn into UFC, don't they? Exactly, yeah. So we have an a, octagon. We have another Weatherspoons, don't we, on the other side of town. Yeah, the old man one. Which is right next door, literally in the same building as the job centre. So you, you can get your money... Sign on and then go for a pint. All day breakfast. All day breakfast and a pint at yeah. 9am. Um, and that obviously does not turn into a discotheque. Do you remember when Weatherspoons first opened? It was it was supposed to be uh, have no TV screens right, and no music. Was it? Mm. I remember the no screens thing. Mm-hmm. This was part of their uh, ideology, was it? Yeah. Well, this was going to be an old-fashioned pub. Yes. With, uh, I wonder what's the reason for not having screens. It's a, to dissuade football. To c- encourage drinking <laughs> and to stop merriment. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was... Um, it encouraged people to talk to each other, wasn't it? Because that was the idea of going to the pub. You were supposed to socialise rather than just sit there and watch telly. Go and put TV. And now we just go put our phones... But I think most Weatherspoons now that I go into have Sky News or BBC News rolling news on mute with subtitles permanently on. Now, correct me if I'm wrong in the chat. Is that what they have in Weatherspoons? I'm pretty sure now. Well, the other one in the other end of town that doesn't turn into a discotheque. Right. I've not been in Weatherspoons for a, for a long time. They have a... They have a uh, thing now where they take on derelict 
nice looking buildings. We've been, we've been doing it for quite a few years, to be fair. So like, you know, when that Weatherspoons opened at the other side, in a modern building, um, that was at a different stage. But now, go on, you're looking confused. No, I'm not confused. I was thinking about the Great Fire of London. Sorry. <laughs> is that is that because there was something to do with the Weatherspoons chain? No, it's just the way the, the these old buildings that are they tend to be very uh, stone, tend to be old stone buildings. Yeah, yeah. Old banks and mm-hmm. um, the big guild halls and uh, corn exchange, corn exchanges, and all this lot. And uh, when the Great Fire of London happened in 1666. They brought in, I think, two regulations, and and one of them was that every new building had to be made of brick or stone. You need to be. You need to get talking with my eldest. He's obsessed by the Great Fire of London. Right. Um. He has a model of it in his bedroom that he made. A model of what? Like a Ravensburg? <laughs> no, like the guy. What was the guy called? Who, who allegedly started it? Farriner, was it Thomas Farriner? Pudding think, Lane, the baker. Yeah, the baker in Pudding Lane, and he, uh, yeah, he's got. I think he's got a. It's uh, a model of his house. Basically. You know, a, a Frenchman was tried and hung for starting the fire. Good, um, but no one believed him. <laughs> but they still tried him and hung oh, him. Right, he okay. confessed. Right. He confessed to starting the fire, but they think he was just depressed, basically, and he admitted to doing it like a. He had the melancholy. He, he wanted to, the mel- literally the melancholy, yeah. Right. And uh, wanted to kill himself, death by state. So the hung state drawn and killed him. I think it would just just be hung in in those days for that. 1600s? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, as far as I know, he was just hung. Right. When was William Wallace around then? He was hung, yeah. drawn and quartered. Well, not long earlier, Guy Fawkes. Yeah. That's, you know, 60, 60 years earlier, he was hung, drawn, and quartered. Mm. So, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know, maybe. We were into the Enlightenment period then, were we? And uh, we, got, no. we got rid of... Well, yeah, well, Christopher Wren, obviously. Exactly, yeah. Um, 1666 is the year um, Isaac Newton's Principia Mathematica was published. Obviously. Yeah. Um, Samuel Pepys was... Keeping it, keep stealing cheese. <laughs> He was uh, president of the Royal Society. So the Royal Society existed because it was Charles I who was who was sort of behind that. Well, not behind it. He was the, he pa- pa- patronised it. Yeah. Patronised it. <laughs> he was a patron. He was the original patriarch. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, so it is. It's like the start of the Enlightenment, really, isn't it? Mm. I mean, some would argue it was that French guy, Des, Des-, Des-, Des- Carts. Mm. Des Kits. S- yeah, slightly earlier, maybe. Des Kits. I don't know. I thought Diskits was 1700s. No. Maybe not. No, earlier. Duality. 17th century. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, it was a bad time, that, 1666, because it was plague as well. Yes. 1665 going into 1666. But it, it's kind of screwed with the timelines because, topically, back then in England, New Year's Day was 25th of March. What? Yeah. Yeah, it was wow. 25th of March. And it wasn't until um, slightly later where uh, we harmonised with the EU. <laughs> we harmonised with the other countries in Europe and moved it to January the 1st. Is that a hangover from spring then? And Stonehenge stuff? Ultimately, probably... 
Mm. Probably. Uh, you see, the Romans. It was. It was. I'm sure it was January for Romans because of Janus. You know, one head mm. looking back to the previous year, one head looking forward, mm. and then somewhere, somewhere screwy, something screwy happened, and it moved to Easter. March the 25th for the new year. Was that a Christian influence? I should know, but I don't, I can't, I can't say with any confidence. It's normally Easter time, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, it seems a logical place to have the new year start, doesn't it? The spring. It's the start of the agricultural year. Exactly. Yeah. So, you start to sow, don't you? Yeah. After the last frost, hopefully. Yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's really complicated, isn't it, how these things twist and turn over the eons and they change in different places like I think it was maybe France and Spain oh, it must have been the Catholics it must have been the Catholic Church because I'm pretty sure it was France and Spain who changed first back to the 1st of January mm. England's Protestant at this time and we were holding out Yeah, to the 25th of March so yeah maybe it was something to do with the Catholic Church that instigated the, the switch back to the 1st of January back to Roman Catholic Church back to the Roman system Maybe. I don't know. What do I know? What do we all know? Very little about what happened in the past. Mm. Very little to go off, haven't we? I mean, it helps with this period because you've got Samuel Pepys, who's a diarist. Mm. The book I finished recently relies a lot on Samuel Peach's Peach. <laughs> Princess Peach's diary. It relies a lot on Samuel's Peaches. Yeah, and the other famous diary uh, uh, diarist, Evelyn. Is it John Evelyn? who uh, wrote a lot of diaries at that time. Right. But yeah, we had the plague in the year before, 1665, which they reckon wiped out about 25% of London population. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think population was about half a million. Not a, not a single headstone either. <laughs> Why are you laughing? No, just mass graves, basically. I think there are headstones from, from then, but not before, maybe. Not yeah. for many before. Very yeah. convenient. Convenient, yeah. Hey, let's get, get grab a shovel. Let's dig them up. We'll find them. Well, they, yeah, I'm pretty sure they find mass graves quite often when they're building stuff in London, don't they? Yeah, I'd have thought so. Unless it's like a it's a setup. It's all a psyop. First thing uh, happened when plague broke out is all the toffs knobbed off, and the businessmen, obviously. And That's so what I would do, like, like David Geffen. Yeah. Go on your super yacht. I think the king went up to like Cambridge or somewhere. Nice. Or Oxford. Mm. And uh, that caused, because all the businesses, oh, this might sound familiar, this. Because all the businesses were shut by order of the king mm. um, and the economy collapsed, people started starving. <gasps> and uh, there was abject poverty and deprivation of, of those sorts. It's like a secondary effect. Um, yeah, so even if you survived the plague, you had all this shit going on, and gosh. Then you have got the um, Anglo-Dutch war happening at the same time. Naval war, which uh, we didn't come off so well in. I said we, like I was there. The English didn't yeah. come off so well in. We were probably in someone's nutsack in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the Great Fire rounded it all off. But yeah, that was when Christopher Wren rebuilt... Saint, so St. Paul's burnt in the fire, the existing St. Paul's. It was already pretty much fucked, and it had scaffolding around it permanently because it was a wreck. Right. 
but he rebuilt St. Paul's and most of the churches, like 50-odd churches, I think he rebuilt. They made the roads wider. Well, this is the big thing, isn't it? So there, apparently there are parts of London that are still medieval, um, but not very much. in Because like most things that happen in Britain, you start off with like, because the idea, wasn't it, was to put it on a grid like Paris, basically. And they never, they never finished it. Before. Well, it, it, was, um, it wasn't feasible. So it was, there was about three different guys who brought forward plans. Christopher Wren was one, mm-hmm. um, another Royal Society member. Ah! Physicist. Hook? Was Captain Hook? <laughs> it was either Hook or Boyle. I think it might have been Boyle. They, and some other guy, they put plans forward to do that, to like make it like a 15-minute scene, basically. So sort of plan it out in a grid system and whatnot. And there was that much wrangling because they had these landowners and tenants and shopkeepers and a lot of them, they didn't have written contracts. They had verbal agreements. A lot of the proof of any sort of contracts was torched. So they had to set up this, like, commission to just go through all these cases and trying to make sense of who owned what, where, and whatever... And then a lot of it was outside of the king's hands. So you'd have the, like these guilds, you know, the fucking fabric guild or whatever, who lost their exchange. You know, they, they, would, they had sway over how their building was put back together. So it was quite loose, really. It pretty much went back how it was, except the main stipulations were they made the roads wider and the, any new buildings had to be made of brick and stone. And other than that, it wasn't really, there wasn't like, because, you know, I had this conception of Christopher Wren rebuilding London in his image and, and you know, um, planning out the city. And nah, didn't happen like that at all. He built St. Paul's and the churches and some of the other public buildings. But that were it. There weren't really any major planning, mm-hmm. you know, like it would be what they would like to do today with cities. The way they sort of knock down the tower blocks, kick everyone out, the undesirables who they don't want, so they can re- reform it in their own image. But yeah, wild time to be around. I know, yeah. Fucking hell, hard life back then. And it compared to what we have today. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's the other thing, isn't it, about um, in terms of the amount that you have. Now, and the other thing I suppose is about the amount of people that died from the plague. Not necessarily from contracting the... It's a bacteria, isn't it? Um, but it's about uh, malnutrition more than anything. Yeah, weakened immune systems. Mm. So, you know, if, it, if I think as well, had there not been like a poor harvest around that time? I don't think so. No, maybe unless it was a long time, you know, a few years before, but I it thought, was a hot year. So uh, 1666 was a particularly hot year, which is why it's helped the fire. Oh. Um, it was a dry, dry dry summer, yeah. But um, Justinian Plague, I think that's probably more, uh, more applicable. I think that was during the cold period, wasn't it? Before the medieval warm period, there was a cold snap, wasn't there, around about the fall of Rome sort of 5th, 6th century, it went cold. The Dark Ages, uh, the King Arthur myth, the landers mm-hmm. turned to blight. There's, we haven't seen the sun in two years, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's when we had the Justinian plague. And, there's, you know, some people say that that was an opportunistic uh, 
bacterial infection, whatever, that took advantage of people's weakened immune systems, us peasants, like. Mm. It's like Samuel Pepys, I think he was 84. Was he? Yeah, I mean, you, you read, like, all these these people who were knocking about, the, the fairly wealthy guy, 78, 82, 84, you think? Hmm. Well, I do, I do think he was access. So the other thing as well is, like, um, it, yeah, getting enough calories in, basically. To sustain yourself, the Keep type of in, yeah, the type of industry that you would have been involved in, if any, um, and also, um, can say the diet. Yeah, diet's got to be a massive, yeah, a massive uh, component. Well, I was going to think as well as was al- alcohol, alcohol consumption. Well, the thing is, pretty much everyone was drinking beer. Well, yeah, but the I, water think, was I, shit. I think. Coffee shops took off around this time, didn't they? Right. Um, so, you, you know, th- that's the difference, isn't it? Or I've heard it between sort of Europe and Asia is, you know, one way to purify water is to boil it and make tea. So, you know, you boil, I assume, well, who knows what would have happened. Um, and the other way is a Brita, isn't it? Yeah, water filter, yeah. My uh, wife buys some dodgy filters off of eBay. <laughs> What's the point? I don't know. Uh, Jason McCrash in the chat saying, the little ice age is totally ignored when events of that time are looked at, unfortunately. Uh, looked at, unfortunately. Yeah, it's correct. Because there was one, um, I mean, the little ice, I think the little ice age is commonly refers to the one in Victorian era, doesn't it? Where the Thames froze over every year and they had uh, markets on the River Thames and what, mm. you can see the postcards and that. And uh, it was coming out, ironically, coming out of that is where all the charts start on the global warming charts, isn't it? Coming out of the little ice age. What's your baseline, Randall Randolph would say. You know, yeah. What we're looking at here, what's your baseline for warming? I know that is, oh, can we talk about this again? But... <laughs> <coughs> talk about something else, it's fine. It's an intensifinism. What's that mean? In, what's the word? Infinitesimally, 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 so tiny. Yeah, um, amount of time, isn't it? One hundred and forty years. Oh, in the grand scheme of things, yeah. yeah. Going back to because all these charts, you always talk about warming since pre-industrial times. Mm. So they you tend to go back to the eighteen fifties, don't they? Eighteen forties, eighteen fifties. So less than two centuries. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a weird scale, but don't don't say that. Because that makes you a heretic. <laughs> and also climate heretic. Also the scale on, you know, the peaks and the troughs. Um you have to really zoom in, don't you? To get that difference. Yeah. I mean I just think it's all hubristic thinking that we can control the temperature, man. You know, through our actions. Yeah, don't worry. We're gonna fire some kind of reflective particles into the atmosphere. Doctor Bill. Yeah, Dr. Bill I'm Gates pretty sure that that happened with his pastel jumpers on the third Highlander. They'd built something around the Earth. Do you not remember? And there was no <laughs> the third yeah, like or the fourth one, and it was what? like and the I think it was a Dyson sphere, but it wasn't. It was like a, it was basically they'd built like a, an iron shield around the Earth, and it was permanently dark or something like that. I'm sure there was something like that in one of the Highlander films. I don't remember. I remember the third... I vaguely remember it's the like third It's like way off Highlander. into the future. Yeah. 
I can vaguely the uh, the bad guy looked like the guy from Prodigy. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, he looked like like Dennis Rodman, something like that. Something like that. Um, what do you think about the remake? I've, I Have think you heard anything about the Highlander remake? Uh, uh, vaguely, but who's going to be? Who's going to play the? Scottish Spaniard, Spaniard. Scot the Scot Scotniard. <laughs> Scotniard. <laughs> Scotniard. The Scotniard. I don't know. I'll do it. Well, yeah, you've got the accent for it, haven't you? How do, do they have to bring Ramirez back? Maybe they'll st- rather than doing a refresh. Maybe they'll just completely reboot it. Like different story, same bones of the story. It's about a mortal head chase, but with a woman. <laughs> no, they've already named. Who McLeod's going to be? Who? Henry Cavill. Oh, right, okay, that would be good. Henry Cavill's down, he's already signed. Right, okay. Do you know who's directing? It's the guy who does the John Witt movies. John Witt? Yeah, <laughs> John Witt. Does he, he's mentioned in Samuel does he assassinate Pete's... people with his jokes? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this, you'll laugh your head off. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> John Wick, the John Wick director. He's I mean, down. I don't really like the John Wick films. It's not really my thing. That I prefer. No, too violent. <laughs> I prefer. You know, I don't know what it. I, I don't I personally. I don't get what people like about those films. Just it's just the double taps in the head every time, isn't it? Well, there's so something it, about it keeps a cat. People in the head. <laughs> is it? Because, is it because Keanu Reeves seems to be quite a likable person? I think that helps, and he has got a, a fantastic yeah. reputation, hasn't he, for being like a normal person. Yeah, and one he of these has, people who's he's had an incredibly sad life. Well, oh, lots of sad so. things have happened to him, haven't they? I believe so, yeah. Mm. He's had a tragic backstory. Yeah, that's what my wife at this point would say. The ying and the yang. He gives a lot of his money away now. I don't know. I've heard charitably he's very active, but I don't know. I imagine, you know, when you're earning, earning tens of millions, makes it a little bit easier, doesn't it? He's mm. 60. Yeah, but still, for some people, it doesn't matter. There's no limit. They'll, they won't give a penny away. No, I wouldn't give a penny away. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've, I think I've maybe watched an odd bits of the John Wick films. Yeah. Uh, they seemed a bit sort of computer gamey, a bit sort of just sort of yeah. violence for the sake of it. I think they were, uh, when the first one came out, and this might be wrong, but... I believe that it might have been like a bit of a pushback against like Marvel to a certain extent where, you know, action movies had been taken over by superhero movies in some kind of way. And this was like, it was like just a, almost like, it was like Cobra basically, but without the writing. Right. Uh, Jason again in the chat. Guys near me see him riding his motorcycle in the hills of L.A. And he's always super cool. Wants to chat about motorcycles, they say. Right. I can believe that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well... So, super- see if you can hit him up and get him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <coughs> I think he'd be good. He'd be good to talk to. He yeah. seems like a... I've got cramp. Oh, no. <laughs> I've got fucking cramp. Ah! That's a, that, like... that's a uh, ISO there, right there. <laughs> Do you know, I've ne- I never had cramp in my life up until like the last couple of years, and I occasionally get it in the arch of my foot. That's where I just got it. 
That's yeah. the only place I've ever had it in my life. Yeah, that's, that's the only place I get it. I it's the only place. It the only place I work hard enough is the arch <laughs> of my foot. Oh. But yeah, uh, superhero movies have officially died now this year, haven't they? Uh, with Aquaman too. Oh God! I'd, I mean, the first one was trash, wasn't it? It made a billion dollars. Took a billion dollars at the box office. It, that one took a billion dollars. It was the first one. Did it? Yeah. Jesus Christ! I think he was right. That guy, Jason Momoa. Again, he seems like a nice person, but terrible actor. Um, he was riding high, wasn't he, on top of Stargate Atlantis? Yeah. <laughs> Drogo, whatever his name was. Oh, of course he was. He was in the the throne of games. Yeah. He seems like a nice guy, doesn't yeah. he? But again, um, we don't know. But, uh, you know. I believe Amber Heard doesn't get much screen time in this one. I thought she was sacked because of her behavior. Oh, she's in it. Right, okay. She's in it. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, the Marvels bombed. Yeah, gosh. Um they're all losing money. Uh, all the Warner Brothers films have lost money this year. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it could be the end of an era. We've had 20 years of superhero movies, and I think it's coming to an end now. Do you know what I watched last night, which I thought was very good? I think it lost it, which I, I read in the reviews in the last third, the final act. It's called The Creator. Right. And it's the guy, I can't remember his name, he directed uh, Rogue One. I think he might be called Gareth Edwards. Yeah, he did uh, triple jump in, uh, for the Olympics, GB, Team GB. <laughs> yes, he also, he also did that. He was the world, I think he still might be the world record holder for triple jump. Wow, it's such a little guy as well. He was, wasn't he? Um, but that's worth a watch. Like, but this, if you read the, I agree with the, the critical drinker on this one, in that he had eight, it was it's still not a cheap film, by any stretch of the imagination, but he had $80 million, apparently, was the budget. The CGI was was good, and he managed to create a world and a storyline. Um, it was two hours 20, I think. Um, is it sci-fi? Yeah. It's basically the premise is a, a, it's an alternate timeline where AI was invented in, like, the 60s, say, or something. And then eventually what happens is a nuclear bomb's dropped on LA. So Ameri- America, America uh, bans... Sorry, Jason. Bans, <laughs> bans AI. America, at, right? America bans AI, starts rounding up um, robots, and they're saying, oh, they're not sentient. And then, it, but in Asia, it's called the New States of Asia, they harbour the AI, and then there's this thing called something, I can't remember, Navaratu or something. Nosferatu. Yeah, something like that. And, it, that, and that's the creator. And the, and all AI bots call that their creator, basically. Right. But it's worth a watch. So what they have to do, come up with some sort of virus and infect it with a computer virus. So how much do you want me to give away of the... You're never uh, going to watch it, are you? Oh, uh, well, spoilers, spoiler alerts. If you want to watch the creator, go away now. Um, so the, he basically there's a guy in it. And he, it starts the film where he's with this woman. They've got having a baby. And like this other part of the thing is um, America. So it's America versus the world in the film, obviously. Right. Team America. Well, America versus Asia, I should Fuck say. Yeah. Yeah. And they've built the, I can't remember, what is it called? Like 
the Overwatch or something it's called. I don't know what it is, but it's this massive space uh, port. Yeah. Oh, space port. And it's constantly scanning, looking for AI in Asia. <laughs> and then every so often it drops a missile or whatever. Right. So eventually at the beginning of the film, there's this undercover, it turns out to be an undercover uh, agent for... Uh, the American Special it, Forces. Is it Pedro Pascal? Because he's in fucking everything. No, it's Denzel no. Washington's son. Oh, something, oh. something Washington. I can't remember his first name. George. George Washington, yeah. And uh, anyway, it all goes wrong. He's undercover, but he's falling in love with her. They're having a baby and they drop this bomb and it kills mm. her and the baby and oh like loads God. of AI. And then it flashes forward five years and he says, oh, we've found her in yada 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 um go and you know if you go agree to go on the mission you know the area kind of thing you know we'll ensure that you and her make it back um so yeah he goes he goes he agrees to go and then it involves this and then like this basically what's been the same that they create this super weapon super weapon turns out to be a child uh golden child yeah basically Ugh. who's an ai Obviously, uh, synth. I can't remember what they called him. Every synth, that's what synth. Yeah, um, yeah. And then um, you could probably see this coming, but it, 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 towards the end, you find out that she, the woman who's the create, sorry, the person who's this legendary creator, is this woman that he was in a relationship with. Wow. And she's he never knew. He never knew. And she uh, created the child in the image of the embryo she was carrying but this child can it can grow which no other ai can and it can sort of yeah. control stuff and all this kind of stuff i thought it was worth a watch yeah but I, because it, you know it's an original story i was gonna say it must be hard to come up with anything original in sci-fi because the few and far between the danger is it becomes so derivative mm. when i enjoyed it about... i enjoyed it except for like the last bit was a bit <laughs> Yeah. But it was, it was, it was, I would say, go and watch that because you're supporting, we can't watch it anymore. It didn't make its money back. But, um, you know, go and rent it. I paid for it over the internet. Have you four, seen? £4.50. Have you seen Godzilla? Minus one. No, I've heard good things about it. Everyone's though. raving, man. I know, yeah. I They're raving watch. about it. They keep opening more theatres. It's, and... ja- it's in Japanese, isn't it? So? I know, but yeah, that's you, what I mean. It's by a Japanese company. Yeah, I know. Japanese producer. Uh, yeah, sorry, but I think, it's again, it's going to go against all these shitty ones that have been... Oh, well, this is funny because there's a new Hollywood one coming out. Oh, right, okay. And I think they're going to make, they're making a sequel. The, the Japanese guys are making a sequel to X1. What's it called? My, minus one. Minus one, yeah. And they might go end up going head to head and it'll just be hilarious because the Hollywood ones have been that schlocky and shit. mm you know, for 20 years. And then these guys, 15 million pound. Well, this is the right? thing, isn't it? What you can get done for the amount of money. Someone interviewed the director and he said, I would have loved 15 million pound. We don't have anything near that, the budget. Right. So who knows what the... And uh, have you seen the black and white? There was It was that popular in the theatres. They've um, monographed it. What do they call it? Monochromed it. Oh, really? And so they're releasing it as a black and white in theatres as well. And it looks great. <laughs> it's a black and white. Wow. Yeah. No, I've not I, seen it yet. But. I, yeah, no, uh, my wife told me about that, actually. Everyone's saying it's it, the best film of the year. And I've just, yeah, I've been reading about it. And it reminded me, you know, about the God, where it, it comes from, doesn't it? In terms of, like, the nuclear... 
bombs and yeah, it was a post World War Two. Mm. Was it the late fifties? Was it when it started coming out? I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So Japan, Japan, had just sort of recovered. Japanese has ah, recovered. Recovered from the trade federation. <laughs> And, uh, and uh, uh, Mr. Darth Sidious, I see you. I see you. <laughs> you drop your bomb. <laughs> we have created yeah. a trade deficit. <laughs> my my Galactic Trade Federation accent, ambassador accent is on point. So yeah. I'm just going to say it is. Yeah, it's not. That's not a Japanese thing, is it? That's no, a star. He's not Japanese. No, <laughs> definitely not Japanese. He's like a space slug or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I watched something on TV over Christmas. Spaceballs. Well, yeah, I watched <laughs> that, but I mean, I watched something I hadn't seen before. Uh, was by it by accident? Was it Tabby McTat? No. Go on then. Uh, Praro. Thank you, Praro. Uh, I think it was either it was either Christmas Eve or the twenty third. Came down from putting the boys to bed, and she'd put Praro on. As in Praro, Praro, or do you mean the one with Branner? Kenneth, Kenneth Branner, the new right. one. Yeah, yeah. And I got sucked in. The Orient Express was it, or the other <coughs> one? There's two, isn't there? Is no. it because he had Gal Gadot in it? It didn't have Gal Gadot in it. I'm sure there was Death on the Nile. That, that's an old one, I think. I think that came out last year. I seem to remember How many her. Are there? I seem to remember her watching that last Christmas. Right. Okay. Uh, Is it a film? Well, it's a, like a feature length. I don't know how long it was. Maybe an hour and a half, hour and three quarters, two hours. Right. I don't know. Three days. Uh, it was. Oh, it had that terrible Chinese woman in it from <laughs> Star Trek. That terrible Chinese woman. <laughs> Yeah, she's a terrible actress. She's just won an Oscar, I'm sure, this year as well. Um, the she, one in Crouching she, Tiger yeah, and Dragon? Yeah. She was all right in that, that film that was all right. She's a terrible actress. Sorry. But she was the main wow. one of the main protagonists. Michelle Yeoh. That's the one. Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Awful. I think um, she's all right. She was uh, an occultist, and she was leading a seance. And so I got so hooked in to this episode of Praro. It's a murder mystery. I, I believe so. <laughs> and uh, it was quite um, it was quite arty, actually. And then I saw the credits. He directed it. Mm. And uh, the direction, uh, cinematography, lighting, um, there was some artistry within that. Right, okay. Um, I won't reckon, you know, it's Praro. It's a murder mystery thing, but, you know. Like I, I Glass kind of, Onion. I... I've not seen that. That's Ryan Johnson in it. Mm, Ryan Johnson. Yeah, fuck that guy. Last Jedi. Yeah, man, he hey, man. Star Wars. Was he the one who made it, made him die because he tried so hard? And then yeah. they had, and then they had to bring back J.J. Abrams, who had to bring back the Emperor. Yeah. Yeah, he just binned it, didn't he? He binned the trilogy. Mm. It's like no one... They had, well, the thing is, they had no plan. They had no plan what they were going to do with the trilogy. Mm. Whereas you get the impression that George Lucas had an idea of how the trilogy was going to unfold. Well, he always said there was nine films, didn't he? Yeah, but then he took the money and run, didn't he? And watched his baby be mutilated by Disney. Mm. Well, Kathleen Kennedy, allegedly, isn't it? Put a chick in it and make her gay and lame. 
But at least she she had a heterosexual relationship with her brother or something. It wasn't a brother, was it? Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. No. Uh, what's her name? Ray. There's going to be a new trilogy of films with centered around Ray. Apparently. Yeah, people can't wait. Apparently, I, I know who. I definitely know who can't wait. Gary from Nerdrotic. He can't wait. Uh, Critical Drinker can't wait. Payday. Do you think massive that, paydays for them boys? Do you think that the, that that they would still um, come out? Um, I don't see why not. Do you not think they've learned? Well, I'm not. They've not learned yet. They haven't learned. Do you no. not think how much did the last one? I don't know how much the last one made. The uh, I think it did all right at the box office. Did it? But they've lost all the residuals. They don't get to sell DVDs anymore. Mm. You know, because it all goes onto the streaming service, which is opaque. Yeah. And uh, they just have to keep grinding well, out it. content. I mean, as soon as it's online, that's it. It's gone, hasn't it? Basically, everyone just get it for free. And it's like the merchandise. Oh, that was hilarious when they, uh, they had to do a Kickstarter. Do you remember the uh, Kenobi show? Obi-Wan Kenobi show. They had to do a Kickstarter for Obi-Wan Kenobi. No, no. I'm going to say, do you remember the Obi-Wan Kenobi show? There was the main female protagonist. She got stabbed with a lightsaber and survived by Darth Vader. I can't remember her name. Reva. Yes. She was the, inter- not interrogator, um, but there was three sort of dark Jedis who were working for Vader. Yeah. Inquisitor. Yeah. She was the Inquisitor and she got stabbed and survived or whatever. They, they had to launch a Kickstarter for them to make her lightsaber, like the uh, black, what do they call it? The black... Uh, it's like my Kylo Ren lightsaber there. It's called the like the black design. Okay. And and they bring out a range of toys and lightsabers called the black design. And the the, the sort of the more um ornate, detailed replicas, whatnot. Right. And so they had to raise like five grand or something before they'd make the first it was Hasbro. Hasbro had to write, had to take do a Kickstarter. Once we've once we you know, five hundred of you have pledged to buy the Reva lightsaber, we'll start making them. They couldn't sell them. Because mm, they knew before they, they needed the demand before they, they need, would. They wouldn't even start machining them until they knew mm. people would want them. And so it hurts the merchandise because that's the other way they make money, isn't it? Mm. Box office, residuals. They've lost DVDs. So streaming, which is opaque, and then residuals, the merchandise is massive, isn't it? Mm. And uh, when the films aren't popular, the merchandise isn't popular. Mm. Why do they keep bringing Baby Yoda back? Because it sells dolls, mm. sells them fucking things. Uh, Everybody, I want one know. of those to be. That's going to be one of the things I'm going to use in my healing office. Yeah, Baby Yoda. Broken. Baby Yoda wants you to be better. But yeah, will we learn? When's it penciled in for uh, the new Rafe trilogy? Oh, I don't know. It's normally three years, isn't it? So, since it, from the announcement that something gets made or released, I should say. A year to make and um, six months to edit. Didn't they have to shut down the Star Cruiser at uh, Florida, wherever it is, uh, universe, uh, the uh, the theme park, because mm-hmm. of lack of... It, there was that thing where you, it was like a hotel. You oh. go in and have the Star... Oh, yeah, it was too expensive, that's why. It was, like, ridiculously... It was like going to a, a five-plus-star hotel. Thousands of pounds yeah. a day and night, basically. Yeah. And nobody went, well, it's too much. Well, uh, Star Wars is, there's enough people with money who like Star Wars, but they fuck, they pissed them all off. 
Mm, they pissed so. off all the middle-aged men and family men with money who would say, fuck it, so I'm going to burn 10 grand on this once-in-a-lifetime experience <laughs> and take my kids, who also love Luke Skywalker. Oh, no, no. He tried so hard, he died. Uh, nah, I won't bother. Yeah, they shot themselves in the foot. We'll see. Sam in the chat says, what are your thoughts on the Mandalorian series? Lads. Lads, lads, lads. So uh, I, I think I've watched all of them. Um, I don't know why, but basically the first the first three episodes of the first series, I think I've, I, may, I remember messaging Phil and saying it's like five star, five mats, basically. They were fucking, they were brilliant, those first three episodes. And then as soon as, what's his face, stopped directing them. Dave Favreau. Yeah. John Favreau. John Favreau, Dave <laughs> Filoni. <laughs> And then it started like being like the guest directors, and I guess I don't know who oversaw the writing for those as well. Um, it, it has been pretty trash. Um, I've just been following it to see the what what a Yo- baby Yoda is, and um, and then like, but it's just I don't know. I don't know why I'm watching it to be honest. Um, I've watched like the last series. It was like it's got like a little bit wooden. It's always been a little bit wooden all the way through. And it was like, I think they were, there was an enclave of Mandalorians and they'd been back to Mandalore, been into the Mandalore mines. Yeah, with Katie Sackoff. Yes. And she was kind of vying to be the protagonist at that point. Yeah. Put a chick in it. Make yeah. Make it gay and lame. Yeah. and I like Katie Sackoff, by the way. Oh, she was brilliant in Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica was uh, actually, I watched. Yeah, I've watched all of that. <laughs> it's great series. Yeah, um, and it, yeah, I don't know. It ju- it's just been a bit lame since the series episode four of series one. <laughs> yeah, totally with you. I watched it on your recommendation, and like the first couple three episodes, there was like a western vibe. It was like an old school western even down down to the music dun, dun, dun. yeah you know um, and the uh the dro- the droid as well it was a western shootout that third episode wasn't it i think yeah 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 but i thought they were good self-contained stories um yeah each episode seemed to be self-contained well done but leading to something mm. and uh yeah i just gave up stopped watching it well this is shit i just tuned back in for uh to see luke S- skywalker CGI oh, the, Luke, yes. um, unleash hell, yes, in uh, Maximus Meridius Decimus fashion. The other thing is, is having <laughs> um, the Chicken Man as the, as the baddie. I think he might have gone now. I think he might have died as the main baddie. Um, he was a bit camp in it. I thought, yeah. Um, there's something I don't know. You, 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 like Darth Vader is one of the primo villains in anything ever isn't he well they managed to ruin him in obi-wan yeah he gave up didn't he he was a bit soft in it well the thing with the dragging him through the fire do you remember him dragging obi-wan through the fire and then there's a distraction someone some girl helps obi-wan with a distraction and darth angel goes oh i won't chase him then can't jump over the fire. Can't jump over the fire. Can't force grab him. PTSD though, man. <laughs> yeah. That that Obi Wan series was fucking horrific. 
they properly emasculated him, didn't they? And like tore the guts out of it. Yeah. Because I remember years ago seeing that fan fiction trailer. Mm. Some guy on YouTube made a trailer for a fictitious Obi-Wan show. And it was incredible. Mm. It was moving just watching it. it. And it was him on Tatooine meditating mm. and watching over the boy. I, I, I should watch over the boy. Mm. Uh, and then Disney got the hands on it and took it a different direction. And, uh, didn't work for me. They have to bring back Darth Vader at every opportunity. Yeah. Because... The big bad. They know, you know, it's recognition. And uh, people wet their pants, they'll jizz, they'll cream themselves in ear right fashion just by seeing Darth Vader. They you did could, it with Ahsoka. But the, this is the thing. They could have done a thing, couldn't they, where, like, Obi-Wan, instead of losing his power, could have pulled the strings somehow in the background like he did all the way through the first film yeah that he ever he didn't did he ever really use his lightsaber he never really used it that was the whole point of it wasn't it there's mind tricks and yeah, that's diversion I mean. exactly so they could have done that for the entire series and then like had oh and can he did chop the guy's arm off in the, in the bar in the cantina <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it was very quick um <laughs> that played again he doesn't like you. <laughs> yeah. I don't like you either. Oh, watch your mouth, son. You're going to lose an arm. No. Yeah. Different time. It was the 70s. Um, but, yeah, you could have you could have done it where it was like a stoic, I, I won't use my power. Well, I won't use physical force, maybe. Because that was the other thing. Well, I don't, well Obi-Wan kind of gave up and uh, was absorbed by the force. There was just so much shitty stuff. Do you remember him hiding Leia under his fucking cloak when they're in the middle of that Imperial base trying to, trying to, he's trying to escape and he's hiding her under his cloak? I don't remember. It was that. just pathetic. It was, it was just really I don't remember, shit I don't, I don't remember any of it being, any of the episodes being particularly good. No, that. It, was, it, was, it was a shame. It was mm. a missed opportunity. They had everyone on board and they fucked it up. Mm. But that's what you come to expect. That's why I don't want, you know, I'd never watch any of it. I can't get through it. Can't get through it. I mean, it was a bit of a coup. Well, maybe not because he probably just, you know, offered him millions of dollars <laughs> to have you and McGregor come back and do a TV show. Wasn't that his wife in a, a soaker as well? I don't know. I've, never, yeah, I've, I've not watched that at all. Don't bother. I saw bits of it because no. she watched it. It was horrible. I can't watch it anymore. He brought Hayden Christensen back for that. Was he? Yeah, he was in it. As Darth Vader or? As... Both. Both. Right, okay. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's dead to me. Dead to me, but they can't take away the old stuff. I've got hard copies. I've got hard copies down there, within reach, within view. Have you got a, play a DVD player, though? A PlayStation. That plays them, doesn't it? We've got a DVD. It's an old Asda one. It'll play a slice of toast if you put it in it. Do you remember? There was a time where... You had to get the cheapest DVD players because they would play anything. Pal, regardless, didn't matter. You just put out in it, it'll play it, copied. I'm talking about copied things, obviously. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I don't know either. <laughs> yeah, there was something about, um, yeah, I do remember that. You had to get a shit one, didn't you? Mm. Or certain brands. Uh, one in the bottom of a telly normally. with A, a telly with a back, with yeah. a backstory. 
Uh, my eldest is saving up for a PS5. And <laughs> on what, £5 a week? <laughs> Pocket money. Five? <laughs> Two. Christ. Um, where's the, the money? Where's his savings coming from? What's he earning? He is. He's, he wants to start doing chores for money. What are you gonna get him doing then? Um, everything. Just probably just going up ladders, you know, putting lights up, <laughs> pulling cables. <coughs> no, he can do. He can do uh, laundry. He can do hoovering. And how much, how much are you are you paying per task or per hour? I don't know. We haven't, we haven't negotiated yet. Yeah, but so, um, so, is that what you've said? Sorry, that you you have to earn it rather than yeah. just have it for Christmas, your birthday. Is that what you're going for? Well, I'm not going. Won't buy him one for Christmas or birthday anyway. The hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds of pounds. So he, he's going to save up for one. It'll probably get to the point where he's a hundred quid short, and we'll get it in for his birthday or something like that, maybe. But um, they do one called a PS5 Digital. Yeah, right, disk drive. Yeah. yeah, it's like 100 quid cheaper. Mm-hmm. I think, well, maybe that's the future. Maybe that's the way to go. The issue with that is you're, you you can't get stuff on the secondary market. So that was the big thing, wasn't it, about the PS4 and the Xbox One, I think. I think it was the Xbox One. It was at the same time. Um. In the Xbox announced, didn't they? It's going to be have no disk drive, right? Which kills the secondary market. So you had to down. You would have potentially had to download all your games. So they had to backtrack because of the the uproar, and that's yep. why the PS4 is like. I think it's like the second highest selling console of all time. PS4 now, I think. That right, I can that, believe that after the PS1. Yeah. Yeah. PS2 might have been, oh, it could have been. It. I didn't realise there was still a secondary market for games. Have you never have you heard of CEX still? <laughs> have you heard them have you seen the memes? Because <laughs> they're all true. I thought they were all PS2 games in there. <laughs> no, <laughs> for retro games. Or, or eBay, yeah. So people still sell games on eBay and all the rest of Right. Them. Okay. The other thing as well is, like, if we'd have bought Destiny... Oh, hang on. Most games are free now, and you pay for a season. Well, this is the, the way things he, are going. he plays are... Like, yeah, Fortnite, know. Rocket League, Minecraft, all free. But the other thing is, is that... Um, so, like, big titles like Grand Theft Auto, unless it's going to change, or, you know, these kinds of, like, The Last of Us, that kind of ilk, you will still buy a game, but potentially you'll be constantly buying add-ons for that game and eventually the original game comes free. It'd be interesting to see what they do with Grand Theft Auto because it's a lot. It's a long time since the last one came out, isn't it? It's about five years, six years? Yeah, but they've been... It, 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 so when that came out, there was online gaming, but this was like a... Well, I, I, I've never played it. So, but I believe what you do is you do like um, heists and there's probably all kinds of other stuff on it now. Um but you would, as a team, you would do a heist, and right. I don't know, and there'd be new heists and new bits added onto it constantly. Yeah, so it might be that you... I would imagine they have to build some sort of subscription into it. They can't make enough back just by selling the physical game for 50 quid. No. That they'll want some sort of recurring yeah. seasonal yeah. income, like well, every like other game. Destiny, was it not every two or three months? Yeah, it was a new season. Three months. Yeah. And you had to buy a season pass. So you do it. You didn't have to, but 
you would get benefits in yeah. the game from doing that. Yeah, you wouldn't. And it's be the in... same with Fortnite and everything else. Exactly. So it's like Microsoft Office. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So everything's going to sub. It's basically a subscription, isn't it? Yeah. You're constantly. Why just buy one game? For the pure artistry of it. Um, to be fair, that's what they did with The Last of Us. They made it a story. Well, it was a bit of a callback to that because the, the trend to me, it seems to me, is that campaigns you do in a day now. You do in oh, a yeah, session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, it, it used to be you would buy a game and it would be hard to finish yeah. it. And if you died, check this out, millennials. You had to start from the beginning. And there, yeah. No respawning. You had to start from the beginning. Whereas now, like, campaign modes take four hours to complete. I remember we got the last one of the Call of Duties, like, five years ago when we started gaming again. Well, one of them didn't didn't have a campaign. Didn't have a campaign, yeah. Yeah, It's all subscription Mm -hmm. online. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be interested to see what uh, GTA does when it lands. I don't know anything about it. No, it's, it's supposed to be Vice City again, isn't it, basically? Wow, that's such a great soundtrack, that game. I know. It was just a brilliant game, wasn't it? Yeah. All of them were. I remember I was at university when the first 3D one came out on the PS2. And I was just like amazed by it, what you could do on it. Vice City? No, the first one. Oh, the first one? Vice City was the second one, I think. Vice City was like... It was an in-between game, wasn't it? Maybe. I think. I don't know if it was GTA 3 Vice City or it was just Vice City, but... I think so. There was GTA One, GTA Two, which were overhead. Yeah, and then GTA Three was the first 3D one in a city, and then I think it was Vice City, and then I think it was the LA, first LA one, was it not? With it the was. Snoop Dogg, yeah, the hip hop soundtrack, which was a brilliant game as well. Because I remember on that one, I figured out how to, you could rob a plane, and that was amazing. For me like you could fly a plane in a computer game and then fly to this other <laughs> island i'm thinking oh my god my mind what's happening yeah it's just like your mind was blown by it it's just and then children listen to this the scale yeah. yeah you could fly around and then you could zoom right out i don't know i imagine soon it'll be you'll be going into space and mars and all the rest of it as part of it maybe i was uh only today i was considering starting to play fortnite Do you not remember we tried? Yeah. And we, and we were being nailed by... <laughs> it's the hours, isn't it? So your kids... So, for, you know, you said this week they've had a lot of screen time. Yeah. Like my two have had a lot of screen time this week. So how many hours screen time do you reckon they've had across this week? Over the week? What, seven days? Yeah. 28? 28 hours? Four hours a day? Easy. Um, yeah. Mine probably had more than that. So... That's just in the mornings. Exactly. So <laughs> in the daylight hours. <laughs> but that's what I mean. So <coughs> you, to get to that level of skill where it's actually enjoyable to do it. Uh, you're forgetting something. What's that? Talent. <laughs> okay. So is you, it's like your elder's going to play with us or something. <laughs> Carriers. Yeah. It was so funny. I was watching him. This is months and months ago. And my eldest and his best mate, they were carrying his best mate's mum. She was playing with them in a trio, and they were carrying her. It was hilarious to watch and Mm. listen to, because she never played a video game before, I don't think. (laughs) And I think they still won won a battle royale, or finished like second or third. 
Yeah, it's frightening. Mm. But yeah, it's uh, I could catch up. I catch up. Just for shit, just for something to play, I think. Because we uh, have no interest in playing Destiny anymore. Mm. It's just uh, it's just monotonous. But it was just the same thing over and over again. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'd be interested in playing some kind of uh, maybe some kind of co-op, a different kind of game, maybe. Like Destiny was it? There was elements of co-op in it, wasn't it? Well, all the way through it, really. Um, it just got stale, though. It was the same shit. It was just busy work yeah. every season. They bring a new seasonal event out, and it's just shoot stuff, collect this, put it in that hole, and shoot a boss. The there you are. Here's your loot. I've got so wow, blue armor. What we could do, maybe, is you've got this is essentially a gaming PC, isn't it? Yeah. So you could. We, or we could both sign up to Steam because I've got a gaming, allegedly a gaming laptop at home, right. and we could have a go. At, you could connect a control, a Bluetooth controller to it, and I can do to my uh, laptop. It's, it's a few years old now, um, but we could have a go at doing some. Like there's supposed to be loads of Ace games on Steam. Really? Yeah. What kind of games? Like co-op, like that. that the weird game, the weird jumpy game that I told you about, where that weird man follows you. <clears throat> Did I tell you? I told you about that, didn't I? What's it called? Alter Boy? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it's called. My wife showed me clips because she wants to play it with me. So we've enjoyed, me and my wife have enjoyed playing, oh, this was years ago, um, a Tomb Raider game that was co-op. Right. So she was like Lara Cloft. Cloft. Obviously, there's been two of them. I think it's like Laura Croft, Temple of Osiris or something like that. And it's like a really short game with small levels and you have to do it as a pair. Um, and another one we did together, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, she's quite well, into it. The thing, I can't do platform games. It, well, it's, it's kind of a platform game. Though. It used to be. I never got into them on the old play, PS2 or PS1. Uh, it was kind of puzzles. Rated. There was puzzles as part of it, wasn't there? That's <sighs> yeah. You had to like pull stuff. I could just see myself throwing my controller at the TV. Mm. Yeah. Are you all about um, slaying in there with, a, mich- with a, a sci-fi machine gun? Slaying and, you know, clip that. <laughs> I heard my eldest saying to his mate online, clip that, <laughs> clip that, because... They were like, they were 4-2 down at Rocket League with like 15 seconds to go and he scored two two worldies. He's like, yeah, clip that. <laughs> so is there, is he... You could play Rocket League. Uh, yeah, is he, uh, does he have prowess in the gaming world then? Oh, I don't know. It's all relative, isn't it? Right, okay. You know. I he, well... I was just going to say, I have a tendency to play um, computer games just, you know, with, like, brute force rather than, like, thinking about it. Mm. And I think, I, yeah, sometimes I check out. Yeah. Rather than getting into the nuance and, you know... I'm not looking for nuance, you see. I just want something that's quick and fun. Quick and hard. Quick, hard and fun. 15-minute games. Yeah. And not, I'm not... I can't be invested in... Something that's going to take four hours or six hours, like raids or. This look what Sam's talking about. Sam here. Have I got that new game out, lads, with AI characters? Very spooky. People are talking about talking to the NPC characters, and they are talking back. That oh. new game out 
with AI characters, very spooky. People are talking to the NPC characters and they are talking back as if they are real humans stuck in a mainframe. Are you talking about real life? (laughs) Is this The Matrix? You have to find out what the title is. Yeah. I mean, the other, if anyone knows in in the chat, so this game I've seen a clip of with my wife is basically, I don't know, the, uh, the clip I've seen, they're in some kind of like, it looks like a warehouse and it's like this white ghost-looking figure. Is it Among Us? Are you a sussy gamer? Well, that's... I don't what get... did you do with Big Chungus? I know. That, I don't know. Yeah, I've, I've heard of Among Us. I've never seen it. But this one, it's like a white figure, and then you, there's two of you, but you've, one person has got to keep looking at this thing. Otherwise it follows you. Yeah, like the ghosts in Mario. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the aim? Get away from the white thing. I guess so, yeah. Trap it But it's spooky, yeah. Right, like uh, Silent Hill. Mm. I don't know. I'm out of the loop on games. I don't know what's good. Um, they they tried. They did an experiment with... It wasn't Overwatch, but it was, it was another multi get, multiplayer shoot-em-up. That was quite popular. But they played it for like a week and then went back to Fortnite and uh, other things. That's the thing, isn't it? Fortnite seems to be the shit. That's what they always go back to. Well, it makes the most money, so they can invest the most money, can't they? It's billions. It's, it's come from Pete, nowhere. It's got Peter it? Griffin in this season. <laughs> he plays Peter Griffin. Right, okay. <laughs> wow. Imagine being able to afford that IP. Yeah, it's big business. Phil, I just walked closer to the TV and saw your Thundercat PJ Pants. The remake years ago was rad. Hope you saw it. I never did. When was the remake? I think it was on Netflix or another streaming platform. Who played Lionel? Um, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> did he? No, he would be Skeletor. Not Skeletor. The other guy. Mumra. Tigra. Tigra? He would be the baddie. Mumra, the ever living. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. No, I don't know. It was it wasn't live action. It was anime. I'm, I'm oh, it, may, it may have been CG. Uh, it was an adult version, right? I don't know. I never watched it. I don't think. I'm trying to think who would have owned the IP to it. What platform it would have been on? So listen, check this out. This is a bit of uh, bit of trivia. Oh, mish- no, not really. It's, mm. it's a bit, bit dull, but anyway, I'm going to say. I've got in my cupboard a legit original Thundercats mug. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Sword of Omens then. <laughs> a mug, an original mug from the 80s. A Thundercats mug in my... In fact, I've not seen it for a while. <gasps> I'll be fucking furious if she smashed that because she kept using it. How uh, did it not rub off the sign? Was it black with the red logo on? Um, or was it white? With a red logo on. I'll have to go and look for it. Because I had one. I'm sure they came, you used to get an Easter egg. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that's how I got my Thundercats mug. It's it a moklet. With some, a some moklet shit. Egg. Moklet. Yeah. A it's, dust egg. I'll tell you, no, we, we have got Jason, though, here. These are original. <coughs> da, da, da. With original stabbing action. There's Lionel. And <gasps> Mumsy. Find his lever. Uh, yeah, the small boy down the road had the sword. I, I had the sword of Omens. He pressed it. 
Um, a lot of money on eBay then, boys, now. Sword yeah. of Omens. Did it, like, grow? Did no, you... I didn't. Was there not sections in it? Nope. No. No, not mine. But it had a battery. You used to un- unscrew the bottom of the hilt. Yeah. Lick the battery. Couple of uh, AAA batteries in there. And the switch and the symbol would alight. Right. Yeah. It, would li- it would illuminate. It play something, wouldn't it? The Sword of Omens. The what? Would he not play something? Maybe. Maybe. What, 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 did he, what did he say when he looked through it? Oh, well, if he was looking into the sight of... Oh, I can't remember now. The sight of omens. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he, he would look through it and see things, like, through the veil, interdimensionally, mm. wouldn't he? He could see things. But he would do a movement in a, in a, when he wanted to become... Lino. Lino. Because he was, he was like a kid, weren't he? Yeah. And then he would, he would thrash the sword about say his motto like i do because <laughs> mum mumra had his motto didn't he when he went from the from the mummy from the cripple <laughs> that's what you said <laughs> <laughs> he went from the cripple i was, I was mixing up crypt mum, mummy and crypt <laughs> when he was a crypt when he was a crypt when he's a crypt <laughs> uh, it's actually cripple <laughs> And he would say, I am Mamra, the ever-living. Yeah. Yeah, the all that. And his, his tapes would flap. Yeah. Yeah, and he got major swall. He would get swall, wouldn't like, he? Like uh, Chris Williamson. Yeah. Who else was a bit weird? The weird, like, sexy panda twins, panther twins. Was there one called Panthro? Sexy. Panthro. Panthro was the mechanic with the bald head. Yeah. Who built everything. Was there not, like, Chitra? Chitara. Chitara. Chitara was the... Uh, it's a sexy, pointy-boobed... Yeah. Yeah, and then there was the twins, who were like teenagers. And Schnarf. Snarf. Yes. Do you remember Visionaries? Knights of the Magical Light. Visionaries with magical powers they fight. na 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 I'm going to take that as a yes. Yeah. Again, the friend had... The visionaries with the holograms, the holographic staffs. Yep. Well, this is how I worked out that Christmas was fake and gay, right? Because I raided my mum and dad's cupboard. You went past the uh, the accoutrement. <laughs> and I found in the cupboard the uh, visionaries. It was a maroon airplane. <gasps> that rings a bell. It was maroon and the wings were silver and they had the holograms in the wings. And it was piloted by Mordred, who was second in command of the Dark Lords. Right. Yeah, they all had mottos, didn't they? When they were yeah. releasing the power of the because bear. It was, it was like one side was one the weak side or whatever, you know, normal side. <laughs> the cripple side, as you like to say. And um, <coughs> the other side was the power, wasn't it? Was it not? They and- had two powers, right? They had a, a hologram in the chest, mm. and when they would activate the chest hologram, they would change into the familiar, their familiar being. So, like, there was one guy, so the leader of the goodies, he would turn into a lion. Oh, obviously, Judah, Lion of Judah. Um, there was a guy who was like, oh, it, they were all character-based, so they were, they were awarded these animal tropes by Murglin. Based not on, Merlin. Not Merlin, for copyright reasons. Merglin. Based on the task in the first episode, the pilot episode, they all had to reach like the top of this mountain. 
and the all all the different character traits came out while they were accomplishing this task, and that's why Merglin sort of uh, awarded them certain uh, animal familiars. So the leader of the good guys gets a lion, courageous, brave. Uh, there's another good guy who's kind of gruff, a bit fucking ham-fisted, but strong as a bear. You're going to be a bear, mate. Yeah. Uh, one was very wise, intelligent. Oh, you can be an owl, eagle, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, so they had the, the chest hologram, which made them change into, morph into an animal. And then they had the staffs, which was like a superpower. So they would waft the staff, say their saying, and then like a giant uh, like building-sized avatar would holographically appear out of the staff to... They're Patronus. A Patronus charm, essentially. One would be a shield. It'd be a, a massive shield. One would release a giant thunderbolt. Mm. One would be wise. One was like a, a an oracle. Um, but there's two characters who didn't have staffs. No, there was four characters who didn't have staffs. And they had them. They were pilots. So they piloted the vehicles. Two good vehicles, two bad vehicles. And one of the bad vehicles was this maroon spaceship you wanted the body vehicle i don't know if i asked for it it was from father christmas obviously it was the only one available in august yeah it's probably oh well there's two big ones and two small ones i never got a big one just got a small one but yeah i love visionaries visionaries it's where uh science and magic combine yeah it's mythical like in uh, magic quantum mechanics oh yeah, maybe they should reboot that. Thing is, most of these things were just vehicles for selling toys. Yeah, they were post trans. Uh, I was going to say post transporter, <laughs> post transformers. <laughs> yeah, where everything just became a vehicle. Well, transformers definitely was. That was always about selling toys. Well, all of them were mask. Were ma- well, so to mask- say what wasn't. Was Mask on ITV and Visionaries on ITV? I think Visionaries was on BBC, but I might be wrong. I think it was too highbrow for ITV. Well, it does sound it. Um, I'm just wondering, you know, because I don't remember particularly watching, like, Mask or Visionaries, what I was doing in all these hours. Whilst other people were watching cartoons. I remember watching Jason and the Wheel Warriors. That was on early... That was like BBC Two seven fifteen. Is that because I was like having to fight Tape around fight uh, my brothers and my brother and two sisters off the television? Is that what it Probably. was? Or you were just up earlier? Or was this, and then you got ki- you got kicked off it once they came down because that used to be on earlier Visionaries. Did uh, it? No, uh, Jason the Wheel Warriors. Right. I remember Jason the Wheel Warriors being on and watching that on channel. That's Channel Four though. The Lightning League. That's what they were called, the Lightning League. Jace and his mates. Yeah, but they, they were like vegetables, though, weren't they? Well, that was Sawboss. They were the protagonists, the antagonists. They were the baddies, were they? The vegetables. Yeah. Mega mind type thing. The giant brains and vines and stuff. Okay. Can remember watching Ghostbusters, definitely. Oh, yeah, I, had toys. I had the fire station for Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters. Bobak had the. Um... The fire station. The fire station, yeah. You used to, there was like a grate in the Puts top. the slime through. <laughs> you had to drop the, you used to get little tubs, like Play-Doh tubs of slime. Yeah. And drop it through the grate in the fire station. Mm. 
when oh, I was when I was playing. Parents must have hated that shit, man. I know, cleaning yeah. up. There were yeah. no no one had laminate up floor them days. It was carpet everywhere, it even was in bathroom. Deep shag, <laughs> wasn't it? Oh, cities of gold. There we go, and we come full circle. Children of the sun, see your That was definitely on BBC, wasn't it? To adventure every day, every day and night, with the condor in flight. Are your friends in tow? Search for the cities of gold. Someday you will find Is it better without the cities of gold. Do 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 do. Cities of gold. Don't remember it? Uh, not yeah, a fan. But, uh, Did you watch it? I do remember watching Esteban it. Esteban Mendoza. And uh, we've talked about this so many times, but <laughs> did, did they find the city of gold? I thought they'd found it and it, and it had gone to ruin and they were out there. Right. But maybe I'm just uh, making that up. Maybe. It's that long ago. Because it never seemed to get repeated. No. It seems to be on for a couple of years and that were it. Gone. You can probably watch it on YouTube or something. There was, briefly, in the noughties or the tens, it might still be there, you could go on a website that had accumulated all this content that nobody was interested in pre-subscription era. And... Um, they would. They had all these old cartoons. So I'm pretty sure they had this Cities of Gold. I'm pretty sure they had Jason and the Wheel Warriors. Oh, for free. And Thundercats, I think, was on it. The original series of Thundercats. Was it illegal then? Um, no, I don't think so. Because I think he might have had adverts. Um, talk amongst yourselves, uh, viewers. Uh, Phil. He's just having a piss in the porter potty. It's absolutely shitting it down. It's absolutely shitting it down. Is it raining everywhere else uh, in the UK? People in the in the chat want to talk to me. Just because I'm by myself. This could be like a section when Phil goes for a piss where I do. It's like Frasier. <laughs> and you could phone in with your problems. Because, you know, I am a licensed psychotherapist. Have you seen the new Fraser? No, it's supposed it's to be good. it. It's supposed to... It's got good reviews. Really? Yeah. John C. Devorak said it was trash. Couldn't watch it. Sorry, JC... Pardon me. John C. Devorak said it was trash. He couldn't watch it. I mean, the, like, the, uh, the original <coughs> series of it is uh, impeccable television, isn't it? I don't know. I never watched it. Never watched it. As a child, uh, as a teenager, <coughs> I never watched it. But as it's been on, like, Channel 4, um, I've, I've got into it. And it is, like, it is like miles better than most of the sitcoms I've ever watched. That's not saying much, though, is it? I mean, well, at the original, t- uh, sorry, at the re- original airing, it was like Friends, wasn't it? It was Friends and Frasier was kind of on at the same time. I think Frasier predated it slightly. Um, but they finished around the same time, I think. Um, so, but yeah, the more yeah, the more I've come across it on television. Have they got um, the whole? Well, I'm guessing the guy who played the dad's probably passed on, has he? 
He died, yeah. Right. Are the other three back? No. So uh, the his brother Niles. I don't think he's. I don't think they've written him out of it. I think they were probably hoping that he would return at a later date. Um, so it's him. I think Roz makes an appearance. Right. His love interest. Yeah, I think the carer's not in it. Whatever her name is, Jane was it? The yeah, English man. English actress he Jane. Was, he was, spo- was she was she supposed to be Yorkshire, no? Or Lancashire. Her accent, though, it was supposed to be like from... Where did she say? She was said she was from Manchester, didn't she? Right. I think. Well, it's a northern accent. Yeah. yeah, but it wasn't. And it wasn't correct for the area. And... Um, uh, it's Nicholas Lindhurst is the other guy. Is the other main guy in it. Nicholas Lindhurst? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, so the idea is... That's out of left field. I know, yeah. Apparently, he met him when he was doing a play. So he's like, right? He's a bit of a, he's a bit of a crazy character, isn't he, Kelsey Grammer? Yeah. Have you heard about his all the various weirdness that's gone on in his life? Yeah, yeah. Like his sister and brother or something being murdered, and well, uh, Nicholas Lindhurst had tragedy, personal tragedy as well. Yeah, he lost his son, didn't he? Yeah. Recently. Yeah, I don't think he were murdered though. No. He was ill, wasn't he? Uh, probably. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to watch it, so it doesn't matter. I'm not going to watch it either. It's on Paramount. It's not on Channel 4 for free ah. in the morning. Right. You know what Adam Curry calls AI? I think it's Aaron, Adam Curry who I first heard this from. Mm. SI, Simulated Intelligence. Yeah, it's a better idea, isn't it? I think it's more ac- more apt, more accurate. Mm. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> Is there any other 80s cartoons we haven't done? Just trying to think why I used to watch in the morning. No. The only other thing I can remember watching is some kind of baking program with Cheryl Baker. On a Saturday morning, <laughs> I'm sure I've not. I'm sure I've not uh, dreamt that. As part of what? Like going live? Did she have a segment on going live? Or no, something? before before it before came on. Yeah, going live. Yeah, with Scoff and Sarah Green. So <laughs> I used to come down, come down off a ha- uh, like a buzz. So I was the first one up, obviously, because I was the youngest in the household. As you can tell, because everyone babies me. And um, obviously, I used to put the gas fire on by myself with a match at four years old. Lie on the rug in front of the fire on a sheepskin. Put BBC, press BBC One. Yeah, press it. There was no remotes back in these days. You had to physically press a button that pushed in. And 100%. Uh, the telly was switched off. In fact, actually, I think the sockets didn't have switches in my house. They wanted them in them days. So I had to plug it in. Why, because they unplugged it at night? Yeah. Cracky, we never bothered. Oh, yeah. Um, Everything was unplugged. Right. Even um, the fridge. (laughs) 
We didn't bother. Well, because it electric bill. Yeah. Oh, we never bothered. We used to rig the meter. My, <laughs> my dad, I remember this. Because I, I, I feel this now, actually. My dad used to get sweats. Yeah. If someone knocks at door. Uh, <laughs> no, these two... Um... Don't answer it! Don't answer it! What are you doing under the stairs, Dad? So, <laughs> my dad uh, worked for British Rail um, <laughs> from 1950-something until, like, uh, the mid to late 90s. And um, he... The, it, this is the only place these things could have come from. There was these stickers that said, I, I can't remember what they said exactly, but it essentially said, turn the light off to save money or something like that. So it must have been like a British Rail initiative right. that they sent out all these stickers to stations everywhere because they figured out if you turn you know, one light off in a thousand stations or whatever... You know, it would save X amount of money or whatever. So there were all those. So there was one on the. So we had a light switch at the bottom of the stairs and a light switch at the top of the stairs for the landing light. Yeah, and it must have just been permanently on this light because um, we all just left it on or whatever. And there was a sticker on it saying "Turn this <laughs> off to save," you know, save money or whatever. Um, but there was just those stickers everywhere on light switches all over the house. I do it. I follow my kids around the house, turning the lights off. I was, where was I the other day? I was doing something. I don't know if I was working, maybe out in the office because they were off. And I could see the bedroom. I knew they were all in the front room. The lights on in the back room. The lights on in my eldest, because I can see his bedroom from the back. The kitchen's lights on. Nobody's in there. They're LEDs now in mm. there. Um, but I just thought, come on, guys. No, it's a different attitude. I think the attitude is when it goes dark, every light in the house should be on. Yeah. Whereas, like, we were grown up, when I, when I was growing up, it was like, you turn the light on when you need it. Yeah. And when you go out of the room, you turn it off. You don't constantly illuminate your house. My eldest, <laughs> my eldest, uh, quite often, you'll go into the back room because it's dark in the morning in there because the sun's at the front and he'll turn the light on and he's in there putting because at the moment the, the coat hook's in there because stuff's going on in the <coughs> hallway and I can hear him putting his coat and I switch off the light whilst he's still doing it. Yeah. You don't, don't need to be on. No. Don't need to be on. It's automatic. It's weird. Mm. It's like you're not saving anything these days. Our, all our lights, everyone's lights are LED now. Everywhere, I think they might negligible. I think they might be. <coughs> are they halogens in the back room? Maybe. Yeah, could be. Do you remember when? Oh my god! I went to get the Christmas tree out of my mum's um, <laughs> loft. Uh, yeah, it was kind of like an eaves thing because it's a dormer um, that my dad. My dad made or oh, asked John Leake. Uh, I've named him, but there we go, dead. John the joiner. Uh, yeah, his, uh, he, you know, he boarded it out or whatever. And in there, there is a box of these fucking GU bulbs that my dad, every time he went to B&Q, they were... Fit se- kitchen and bathroom. Yeah, they, they were selling them. They were selling them off 
B&Q's own brand of these yeah, bulbs. 50 watt halogens. For, um, you know, like a pound for six. Yeah. He's like, get them, get them, get them, get them. And there's literally still, I would say, probably 200 <laughs> in there still. Wow. Just in a box, yeah. And my dad died uh, 12 years ago. Never. Is it that long? I think so. I think it was 2011 when he died. Fucking hell. Yeah. And they're still there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure. Fucking, I've spoke to your mum about that previously. Because I'm sure I did something with her kitchen lights a while, like a few years ago. Mm. Maybe one, one had gone and I had, she wanted me to change one or something. She'd had a leak or something. And uh, telling not to bother with them. Yeah. Yeah, something's ringing a bell. But yeah, they, they're so hot, them things. It's like 90% of the energy that goes into a halogen GU10 is converted to heat. Yeah. And 10% is converted to light, whereas with LEDs, it's the opposite. Mm. But um, there's LED bulbs and LED bulbs. Like, you get your cheaper ones off Amazon, and they might last a year or two years or something. But you get what you pay for. We've got some from AliExpress in our kitchen. Fuck me. With some silver wire. I don't know what the wire is in them. Is it steel? It's not real, is it? It's LED. It's made to look like a filament. No. I would have thought. Oh, the actual wiring in the light fitting is... Oh, gosh. Right. I don't know. Could be out, couldn't it, from there? Yeah. When you were talking about going into Mum's Loft, I thought you were going to be talking about dragging out some old fairy lights. Oh, that, no, we've, we've got those, yes. That had a plug with two green wires, two tiny green wires, so they never used to be earthed. Mm. My first electric shock was putting up my grand's Christmas tree we've when still, I was, like, 10. We've got those ones that you... Change the bulbs. Yeah, you can change the bulbs. I think we've got some spare bulbs for them still. At home? At your yeah. house? I think so, yeah. Fucking hell, in throw the, them out. In a little see-through packet so my mum has um a christmas tree now and it has decorations on please tell me it's silver please tell me it's no 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 the tree tree. the tree has been replaced but the decorations are the same um so allegedly this story there was a monkey alleged this is the story Mm. that had holographic eyes a monkey that had holographic eyes and i remember it vividly um, and it, it was it a mis- Christmas tree decoration. Well, I don't think it was, but my dad alleged that it was his childhood toy, but it was made of plastic, so I don't <laughs> think that that was the case. Not Bakelite. No, it definitely wasn't Bakelite. Um, so I don't think it was. I don't know where it, what the stu- why he said it was his toy, but it always went in the tree, and it had an <laughs> had an arm missing. And every year you had to, like, put it back together again with its two legs and its arm. It was only tiny, about three three or four inches. And then it had these, like, weird eyes, you know, those eyes where you change it and the eyes would look like it closed or something. I don't know. I'm I'm probably misremembering. But there's, like, mice that you hang on it that have lost all the fare. (laughs) Fuck me. I know. Pet cemetery. Oh, my God, that stinks. What's this beer you're opening now? This is another Beer 52 special. Yeah, this is a, a Tolo Kazai Marula Farmhouse Ale. It smells like cow pats. <laughs> Smell that. 
It does. Sweet. Yeah, like a sweet, fresh cow pat. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I gave up with them in like 2021, I think. Too expensive. It was like £25 a month or something. I was paying for a beer 52. It's like, God, I don't even enjoy half these things. You get like eight a month or something and, you know, there might be one. Do you know what it is now? I, I, I just feel bad for them because they're obviously quite a small company. They're probably not. They're probably making millions. And it's 10. So they said, so they said they're in financial dire straits and um, you can't get eight anymore. You have to get 10 and it's 37 quid. £3.70 a, a bit can. a can. Yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I know, I need to cancel it. Because these are rank... Because the more, the more I grow as a person, <laughs> the more I just like to drink lager, to be honest with you. Oh, dear. You know what we've missed here? What was... Helen, what was the show where kids put a helmet on and walked around a maze? Nightmare. I've got a fucking nightmare. With a care. With a care. With, with a care. care. With a care. I've got a nightmare fridge magnet over there. Have you? Oh, gosh. I've got to find it now, aren't I? Mm. That genuinely, this is why, I, I think this is why I didn't watch ITV. It's, it's not focusing. Oh. That looks like Jesus Christ. I love Jesus Christ. It's not Jesus. It's the, it's the dungeon master from Nightmare. I look at him. Uh, it was BBC. Oh, BBC, wasn't it? Was it BBC? I thought it was ITV Nightmare. I well, maybe I'm misremembering. I didn't pay much attention, but it was sort of it was like the last show before she blue, got blue. real. <laughs> before yeah, news round with Christian <laughs> Guru Murphy. Yeah, and uh, Blue Peter. Yeah, I think it probably was ITV. It was such a hard game. No one did it. But hardly it was, anyone did it. It was. It was. I found it terrifying though. Yeah, it what was is, scary. What is your quest? I do you want the cup? I, I I found him. He was just he was just scary and shouty <coughs> all the way through it. He was fucking method. He was a method actor. He'd gone back to the medieval age in a different realm. He had, and he was like laying it on thick. He was. It was like that guy we met in the, when we did the Crystal Maze in Manchester. Yeah, no quarter given. Mm. I don't care if you ate. This is the role of my life. Yeah. And I'm going to play it to the every inch. I'm going to terrify every single seven. So this is the other thing. He made it. My So my eight-year-old is not being terrified by Nightmare on a linear uh, channel. He's watching six-minute clips of someone playing with a, a Sonic toy uh, in, a, in some kind of nonsense chat about it. Well, you just have to expose them. To nightmare. Two different different things. Uh, the, the kids can recognise quality. Well, he likes um, Home Alone. Now I've told him that it's a good thing. He's watched it, mm-hmm. laughed, because mm-hmm. it's in Home Alone 2. Mm-hmm. It's funnier. He, he says, he, he always asks me, which one's your favourite, right. Dad? And I say the first one. Okay. Uh, I would... Disagree. I know. But you are a contrarian, aren't you? By yes. nature. The the films are the same beat for beat. But mm. the laughs are bigger in, in Home Alone Two and the ending is more heartwarming where his mother finds him in the middle of New York City in front of the tr- Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Rather than just coming back into the house. We talked about this the other night when yeah. we went out. 
but um, yeah, you just need to expose them. My kids laugh their asses off at space balls. It's probably because he's got swear words in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's an asshole. Major asshole. Gunner's mate, first... <laughs> Stuart asshole. Mm. What streaming platform is this? Surrounded by... It's on Freevee. It's free to watch wow. with adverts. Yeah. Wow. Keep firing, assholes! Imagine so you made them watch it with uh, adverts. Yeah, it's not, it's not a problem. Go for a well, that's what I get mean. juice. That's what I mean. Get juice this, this is the other thing, isn't it? Well, it moves them away from uh, moving things on every four on minutes. Yeah. yeah. Because this is the thing. We allow it, sorry. We allow him um, during the holiday periods, so like when he's off school, he's allowed to watch his um, tablet in bed for like half an hour or an hour or whatever, depending on what time we, we get sorted. But instead of just like watching a film... From beginning to end, like I would expect him to do. What he does is he watches like 10 minutes of this, 20 minutes of that. Right. Or go back to like 10 minutes of this film. I watch five minutes of this cartoon. I watch like three minutes of this. Go back to this. So like he's watched like five different things. And as soon as he gets bored of it, he's on to the next thing. That was never available to us. No. Um, you had to work through. Well, yeah, you need to restrict their options uh, if you're going to watch a film. So, like, the last two days, my kids have watched the first two parts of the Caribbean films. Oh. And they like that. Mm. It's kind of funny. There's a bit of scare, scary stuff. My, mild peril, it's called. In- there's stabbings and shit. You know, people get run through. Mm-hmm. And there's skeletons and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But they liked it. Um, Harry Potter... My eight-year-old will watch Harry Potter. Can't get him into it at all. Tried reading the books. Trust something else. With the voices and everything. What he likes. You probably ruined it for him. I did. (laughs) I tried. I tried so many. Well, so many times. What are three young Gryffindors doing roaming the corridors at night? Is that Harry Potter? Yeah. Um, Do you know what he does like? Mm-hmm. Is um, Roald Dahl quite a lot of the Roald Dahl books I can read with him? Has, has he seen any of the films? Fantastic Mr. Fox, but the uh, well, I don't think there's a cartoon of it, but the uh, stop, well, it looks like stop animation. Stop, is it called stop animation? What is it called? Stop I've not seen Fantastic Mr. Fox, I don't remember that one. No, it's a recent, real, like 10, oh, right. 10, 15 years. Oh, I want some more. I'm it's thinking a, more a, like It's the... actually, it, it's a Wes Anderson film. Oh, no, no. I don't like it then. No, it is genuinely a, a brilliant film. I was thinking like the animated BFG. You might like that. We try, I mean, it's, that's a bit shit. Is it? Compared to the, I tried reading the BFG to him. And to be fair, I didn't, I think this is the other thing is if I don't enjoy it, even though I pretend to You're not putting it, the effort in. I probably not. So yeah. what he's really enjoyed is we read Fantastic Mr. Fox, really short book, probably about that, about, about quarter of an inch thick. It's shorter than the film. It doesn't. It's not the same story as the film. The film's long. They do, and it works well. Um, and he really enjoyed uh, George's marvelous medicine. Really? Yeah. Wow. And that's short as well, but funny because it's it's funny all the way through. Have you done? 
SEL trot and the twits. So he's read the twits at school and he talks about twits that all the time. Funny. Yeah, he talks about it all the time. Yeah. 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 And SEL trot's a good one. My kid's always like that. That's a short one. No, I've not read, I've not tried, but that I, I need to go back. I've not been to the library for ages, but that's what we tend to do at night time is we will, he has, he reads his book to me. Mm. And then uh, when I get my horse gear, I pick a book and then we read, I, or she, uh, that being the wife, reads part of it. But it ruins it if she reads half and I read half. Why? It's not the same, is it? Um, You know, because poor, poor delivery. What's my motivation here? Exactly. And I'm like, but the other thing is, is I actually enjoy reading them. Yeah. And I enjoy the experience. Well, that's reading. what I was like with Harry Potter. So I'm a little bit disappointed in... Uh, You're a wizard, Harry! If I've missed half the story. That's your yeah. thing. So yeah, where are we yeah, up to? Yeah, where are we up to? Yeah. And to be fair to him, he do, he goes, uh, well, this has happened, this has happened. He, he fills me in we'll break quite it, well. Break it down. Yeah. My eldest has started reading Harry Potter now mm. at night. I need to get him a reading light. Because he's yeah. keeping the youngest up. They have bunk beds. Yeah. And uh, he's having the big lights on while he reads. So I need to get him a reading light. I've got one that clips on the book. Yes. Well, I have one in here. It's Somewhere. there. It's illuminating Leia's head. Yeah. Uh, which was my reading light. So maybe I'll just give him that. Because mm. it's not doing anything in here. Mm. Yeah. So he's, I start reading off his own back, which is nice to see. I think hopefully I'm having a positive influence. Mm. But the other thing reading. is, is my mum read. That's all she does. Mills and, and Boone. Mills and Boone. Any kind of Georgian romance. I don't even the start. <laughs> I just laughed so hard. I yeah, and she. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't really rub uh, off on me. To be honest with you, I didn't. Uh, I didn't read at all as a teenager, or you no, know, I didn't. As a child, I didn't. I hated reading as a child. Mm. It wasn't till sort of mid twenties, I guess. Mm. I picked it back up. Now, I'll tell you what it was. I went on um, before we had the kids. Me and the missus, we went away somewhere, somewhere in the UK. We had like a city break or something. We used to go away when it was our anniversary. Mm. We used to go for like uh, two nights in Chester or York or wherever. I remember we were staying in a house, like we'd you know, no kids, tons of money. Just just rent a house for yeah. for two nights or three nights or whatever a cottage, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a bookcase I just picked up, nineteen eighty four, nice and started reading it, and uh, as soon as we got home, I I don't know if I already had a copy or I borrowed one off my brother or I got one off eBay, mm. and I finished it and then uh, started reading properly, well started slowly reading in like my late twenties, but it wasn't really till my. 30s, I started reading hardcore, like as as in pornography, hardcore pornography, and just sort of not taking. The thing is, it's easy to reading's more active, whereas TV and movies are more passive. Mm. So it requires more effort to read rather than just sit in front of the box and and watch the latest um, Stargate, Atlantis, whatever. Yeah, the latest box set, whatever it might be. Yeah, so I was I was definitely late in the game, but you know, well, it's, it's up to you how you spend your time. I don't know. I'm not your boss. Do whatever you want. I think the other thing is you've got to find what it is that you're you actually enjoy reading. That's your exactly. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it can be a chore. Like um, 
I read a lot of stuff that I, I get part way through and I think, fucking hell, I can't be arsed with this. Yeah. And uh, some people would say, well, you need to stop. Stop. Mm. Put it down. Read something else because you'll you'll read more. But I can't. I have to get through it because yeah. I might be missing that one nugget at the end of mm. of gold, you know. I think that the other thing is, is you, maybe if there's a bit of purpose behind it, it makes it easier. Yeah. See, I'm aimless. I'm like a bookshot. I go from one subject to another and there's no sort of goal or purpose behind it. It's not like if you're um like if you're studying or you're uni or you're but, reading for a subject or well, an no, exam no, or something. There's an interesting thing about this, right? Um uh, so as an uh, an adjacent there's this thing about exercise so I think I've mentioned this before in the podcast about they did this research around um, housemaids in hotels. Right? Housemaids? Chambermaids? Bear with me. Right. And um, so they like went out and interviewed them and said, um, what exercise do you do? And they said, um, well, nothing. I'm, I'm fucking, I just work all day, get home, stressed. Um, you know, I look after the kids, send them to school, come back to work. That's it, basically. Went, right, okay. Um, so do you realize um, when you're, for example, changing a bed, that's equivalent to doing like 10 push-ups because what you're doing is you're taking the thing off, you're working your biceps, your triceps are getting done with this. And, you know, when you're mopping a floor, that's like doing, uh, I don't know. 10 minutes of cardio. Yeah. Yeah. For example, or you know, if you're pushing a Hoover, that's like uh, doing like uh, some kind of bench press, or something like that. <laughs> and they went, no, I know where this is going. And they said, so they started saying, right, okay. So they started following them then at that point, right, and saying, right, this means that, that means that, Matt means that. All of these chambermaids had like poor out health outcomes, were overweight or. You know, really? And they all started losing weight, having better health outcomes by having a change of how they perceived what they were doing Yes, day to day. Um, now, I had in my mind how that linked to reading, um, but I can't remember now. But basically, it's all about, you know, how you view things. Now, whether that changed how you burnt calories or something, or whether it changed what you're the, the decisions you made um, around the rest of your life, you know. So maybe, well, if I'm working out all day, maybe I won't go home and eat chocolate at night. I'll just, you know, have some lettuce. You would love this book on the subject, The Biology of Belief, mm. Bruce Lipton. This is right down that alley yeah. about how your beliefs control your biology. Well, that's... Tangentially. That's... The, the placebo effect right there. Yeah, yeah, it? and the nocebo effect. Yeah. And uh, it got down to a cellular level. Mm. It's wild, wild shit. I'd highly recommend that book. It's an interesting read. And that's why we go against Descartes. Exactly, yeah. It, 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 and all these existentialists and the, and the postmodernists, they're... Yeah, let's not go down that road. But yeah, the, the mind is powerful. So... so but that was an... So, sorry, go on. I was going to say, that's sort of how I view my work 
in that it's um, exercise. Mm. And, oh, I'll tell you what, um, my eldest in his new football club, they had a Christmas do at the bowling alley mm. a couple of weeks before Christmas. And um, so there was like 20 kids more because there was like a couple of different teams and different mums and dads floating about and that. And uh, I was sat down. I had to bring my youngest here because uh, she was out on a bender. So I brought the youngest with me and I was just w- watching them like this. And um, some woman started talking to me. Turns out, I found out later, she was a mum of one of the other kids. And uh, she goes, what do you do for a living? I said, I'm an electrician. She went, yeah, I can tell. I could definitely find a vein in you. She was an occupational therapist, whatever. Oh, right, okay. And uh, it's hard to get blood in mm. a lot of people. You can't find a vein. And she's like, she was eyeing my arms up for like a vampire. Mm. Basically, oh, look at them veins. I can have that one. And um, we were talking, 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 and um, she was talking about her eldest son, and she was saying, where's the effect of, um, you know, I want to get him to use his brain. I don't want him to, I wouldn't want him to go into building trade or something. I want him to use his brain. And I said, yeah, I, I can understand that, but there's, the way I look at it is that there are certain byproducts of my job. So one is... is uh, moving <laughs> moving and lifting things and carrying things and being mobile and um it it's physical strength balance all these things i told her about my mate errol mm. who rang me a couple of weeks before christmas said sorry phil i'm retiring he's two years older than my dad mm. fit as a flea he said i'm just going to do a bit for friends and family from now on <laughs> it's like fuck me errol mm. he's 78 79 nearly but he can still physically get about. He's mobile. He's at you know, and, and I think it's a kind of use it or lose it. Yeah. Chris um, Williamson talks with some of his guests about this. In that we're at this age now, at forty, mm. we're essentially at, at our peak of mm. physical fitness, and it's hard to get higher than that point, and it's pretty much downhill. Mm. What's your point that you're going downhill from? Mm. If you're unfit at forty, overweight inactive aches and pains it's only going to get worse whereas if you're relatively fit active healthy you're going to last longer into old age you know and if you continue to exercise as well through all that Mm. it's like i mean the thing is none of our tomorrows are guaranteed we can either of us could be hit by a bus tomorrow um but i just think i don't know i thought she hadn't thought about that this lady like there's something to be said for being out and about and doing stuff i think this is every day i do the other thing as well is that um i think that that's quite a statement to say just because you're doing something practical or more practical that you're not using your brain yeah that's that's a that's um, uh, not a presupposition. It's an it's an assumption from someone who's not done it. Well, that's what I mean. I imagine you have to use your brain all the time. Otherwise, you're going to end up getting shot by a nail gun or getting sawn in half, or a beam's going to crash on your head. You have to be you have to have awareness, and you have to be aware of yourself, the context, the customer, everything. You have to be aware all the time. But the other thing as well is just it's just the I don't know. The 
um, appreciation of developing a skill. So, for example, you know, I'm not saying that this is the case, but, you know, just in inverted commas, bricklaying, for example, just bricklaying, so just laying brick. Um, I can't lay brick. Well, I can, but it's awful. <laughs> yeah. It's awful. So yeah, I can't even I can't be. mix the mortar. The mortar doesn't come out so it looks like moose. It's like fucking sand and <laughs> cement, basically. And then like I try and put it down and then it, it's like all oh, oh, why is this just squeeze why is this not level? How did they do it? So it's just like perfect. And then you look at like um so that's obviously like sand and cement mortar and plasticizer or whatever else they've probably very liquid um and then you look at uh what my house is with like five mil lime yeah how the fuck did they lay that tiny seams Mm. yeah and then you go back to geezer there's no fucking mortar exactly you can put a cigarette paper between them blocks yeah those two-ton blocks so it's mad isn't it really the amount of skill that's involved in that or time so that's the thing isn't it so as you go through aeons and you get to this point obviously you know the more mortar that it's in it it's less time isn't it to lay it i imagine you slop it down put the thing in get it level next goes off yeah yeah next line mortar goes off mm but you know, I think that's a cultural thing. I think if you went to like Germany, mm. um, I've heard this about Germany yeah, about the appreciation of more technical kind of, yeah. skills and mm. trades and whatnot. There's less of a sort of, um, I don't know, less of a looking down at tradies and whatnot. But this Whatever, is, this, I don't care. But this is the thing: is uh, you know, <clears throat> what people expect to pay someone for like a day's um, work doing some kind of construction or you know physical labor um you know there's there's one element isn't there about just paying for someone's time and expecting a fair wage for it which is one component of it but then like for example you know when i'm thinking about what you know getting a loft conversion done basically like my next door neighbor's a builder and just done it himself from a plan alone pretty much there's just no way i could have done that so you're, no. I'm paying him for like 40 years of experience of doing it, this his skill. He's accumulated that through his entire lifetime, well, 40 years or whatever, being a brick a bricklayer is what his trade is. Mm. Um, I've said to this to customers, it's very rare, but very, very, very occasionally someone will gripe about the bill mm. and they'll say, you've only been here two hours or something. Mm-hmm. You're charging me this, and I'll say, you're not paying me by the hour. you pay me for the hours. You're paying me for what I know. Mm-hmm. And that's what it comes down to. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is. If you think you can find it cheaper. Well, that's the other thing, you know, is it's the market rate, me. isn't it? Yeah. But, you know, um, people think that self-employed tradesmen are, like, raking it in and millionaires. It's like, get a grip. Have a go yourselves. Like, most I reckon most self-employed traders earn less than the average wage in this country. Mm. Unless they're ripping people off. You know. But I'm pretty soft. I'm pretty soft on my prices and I give discounts to old dears and 
They should be getting charged not, double. I'm not ruthless enough, really, to be self-employed, but I don't really care because I'm not in it for the money. It's just about paying the bills. Mm. You know, but there's a lot to be said for it, and we're always going to need them. You know, plasters, brickies, plumbers, electricians. There's always going to be a need for those kind of roles. Uh, Cheech says, I was a dry stone walker. <laughs> what the hell's that? A dry stone walker for wow. 20 years. I mean, it's something they do in Burnley. Wally, not walker. Dry stone waller. I thought you were joking. No, I wasn't. All uh, oh, right, okay. Dry stone walls. Yeah, I mean, that might make a comeback. Keep the uh, Glomit climate warming change at bay. Oh, yeah, we need... So we don't um, get flooded. Yeah, well, I was going to say, yeah. You, you're going to have... Um, what's the word? Uh, Erosion. <laughs> like Morecambe Bay is going to be coming up over above um, Lytham soon, isn't it? So all, all those people will be desperate for some some walls soon. <laughs> Honestly. I'm not buying. Not Don't believe the hype. They've rebuilt it all now anyway, haven't they? What's that island, that little island somewhere? Is it in the Caribbean or in, in the Western, uh, in the, the Indies? It's been it's still growing, like Montserrat, for example. No. That's an active uh, col, 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 volcano. No, but there's an island where, you know, Al Gore and uh, Melonhead, <coughs> John Kerry, they always keep going back to this one country, which is going to be the first. It's going to be the first country to sub to uh, succumb to global climate warming change. It begins with an M, like Mauritius or... It's not Montserrat, but something like that. Now, that's, that's the other issue, is um, other places are being created through, vol- you know... Vulcanism, like yeah. Spock. Yeah. Well, they are. So, you know... I don't know how it works. Well, Indo- Maldives! Sam's got it, Maldives. Indonesia... How many volcanoes are there in Indonesia? They're all volcanic. It's a, it's a, a chain of... I think volcanoes. there's a term, isn't there? <coughs> it's a chain of volcanoes. Yeah, so it's an, an archipelago in Indonesia. I know it was bigger in the Ice Age, wasn't it? Oh, when sea levels were 400 foot lower. Yeah. It was, yeah. Um, but uh, still growing because the vol- there's still active volcanoes there. So same for Montserrat. Right. I know it, it, well, it exploded 20 years ago now, I think. Did it? 20, Monster, ne- huh? Nearly 30 years ago it erupted. Yeah, it destroyed all, all the island uh, studios. Well, the populate, po- populated side of the island. Only 5,000 people live there now, I think. Wow. Used to be, yeah. They all came. Well, loads of them went to America and stuff. Must be hard to get a mortgage. It blows up every 20 years. Well, no, it hadn't erupted for. Well, it was a, a, a it was a slave island, obviously, or sugar cane or whatever. Irish, lots of Irish uh, slave owners there. Apparently, I believe is the story. All right. Um. That's why it's called the Emerald Isle, and it's green. But I imagine most Caribbean islands are. Krakatoa, as well. Yellowstone. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, that's the big one. The big caldera. If that goes, we're fucked. Well, that when you were talking about the uh, medieval 
that could have been a, a volcano erupting. Oh, starting the little ice age. Mm? Yeah, it could be. Mm. You have heard of the woman, Roman. The w- the woman. <laughs> the woman. Are they like the Womack? <laughs> the Roman one period. Yeah. So there's a Rome period. That a Rome period. Roman. I've period. heard of the Roman Empire. Yeah. Well, there's a Roman warm period, which coincides with the rise of Rome. Mm. It created, you know, the optimal climate conditions for a massive empire to take over the Mediterranean. Yeah. And, you know, you know where else would you want to live other than today? In some space and time, you know, if I had a choice, if I had to go back in time to live anywhere, I would probably go to, to Rome under the Antonines. The most prosperous place and time to be, other than today. Have you muted yourself? Sorry, yeah. Uh, but to repeat myself. all of that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you can repeat it. Yeah. Phil would like to go back to the uh, Roman, the Womack <laughs> warm period, and live underneath uh, someone called Antonine. The Antonine. I know, I'm joking. Um, because that's the most warm and prosperous uh, place for him to live. Where would you go if you, had, if you had to go back in time and live anywhere? Where would you go? Ooh. It all sounds a bit shitty, to be honest with you. It all gets a bit of a, a negative connotation. I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if I'd like to live in the nineteen sixties. Maybe. Oh, that's not really far enough. Gosh, our parents lived in the sixties. Yeah, no. Yeah, but this. Well, the other, the other. Well, the other period I go back to is the nineteen eighties, where technology was okay. You were you were you were alive in the nineteen eighties. Yeah, but I wasn't old enough. Um, Cheat. And because um, you've got we've got we've got antibiotics, right? So so sixties probably because it's before AIDS, <laughs> as far as we know. There was a bottle. We've got a bottle on Let's see. No. Um, so it's before AIDS. Um, there was the contraceptive pill. And, um, you know, the proliferation of... Plunge. Of drugs and stuff. Well, Hogdan in the chat say 1969 to see Hendrix live. I mean, that's a pretty good shout. I mean, it wouldn't be my all-time place to end time to live. I don't, I don't really have an affinity with any kind of empire or... Because they all just sound a bit hard. They have everything so easy now. Even in the 60s, it was easy. You know, you started to get, like, a toilet inside pretty regularly then. Hot water in your house as well. The The back boiler. Soft times make soft men. Mm. Um, The Romans had central eating, man. They had indoor toilets. Yeah, but your, your... are you imagining yourself as an Antonine? 
As an optimate. <laughs> yes, part of the ruling class, which was like, oh, how some, many people? Some senatorial blood. They had like 600 senators. Exactly. And, and how many? So they would have had how many kids, if you were Oh, one of them? I'd just be one of those Ill- illegitimate runts. <laughs> but Son of a whore. Who was like kept on a farm somewhere or something. Yeah. Or in a villa. And yeah, you oversaw the farm. Absolutely. With like, you kept a... I'd be a provincial. Some, I'd still be living here. Some kind of... I'd be a provincial Roman living in, 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 in Lancashire. Some kind of Syrian slave <laughs> to do the work. <clears throat> a lots, all I would say is that lots of learned historians who are far more knowledgeable than any of us have commented that there would be no better place and time to live than in Rome under the Antonines. And uh, so I'd like to experience that. And I think it would be, you know, unless you're one of the plebs of Barnes. But even so, I mean, they got the grain doll. They got universal basic income. They got the grain doll, didn't they? And yeah. well, you had to be a citizen, didn't you? Yeah, but that was expanded under Nero. Nero granted universal citizenship. Yeah, but he was a pleb, wasn't he, really? He was ginger. Well, he was. Well, he's, well he's been given a bad rap. What? It, because, because of burning the Christians. What an artist dies today. <laughs> yeah, he was a great performer. He loved it. It was, a, it was theatrical. Yeah, the, that was the story. Well, there are, they're still there, I believe, aren't they? The routes that he took under the city to go to certain places that he could perform through the catacombs, I, th- I believe. Yeah, and he went, he toured all Europe. He went to Greece. He, right. he, com- he was, he, he competed in the Olympiad. Did he? Yeah, he won everything. Oh. Came back with a thousand medals and held a triumph. Because mm. he was so gifted and in athletics. Did, did what happened? Did he have to kill him? Did he did he have to kill himself because Yeah, he was, he was hunted down and he, he Did he, he get put, his slave to kill him or something? That was it. Uh, Ralph uh, covered this. So he, he put a knife to his throat and he started the job and it was his freedman. He mm. wasn't his slave. Technically, it was his freedman. That he immediately he freed just before. <laughs> All right, you've got to kill me, but I'm going to free you. His freedman was the publisher, mm. Josephus's publisher, Anaphrodites. So did he didn't Anaphro- get Anaphrodites? He didn't get executed afterwards. Then no, he got executed like um, two emperors later. I think it was Trajan who executed that particular freedman for an irrelated transgression right okay that is the story right okay according to it'd be like Tacitus Cassius Dio it's like you got to take all this with a pinch of salt because um, the Roman historians have their own biases mm. and it's it's cool like because like the modern historians they can through textual analysis they can try and figure out where everyone's biases are and you're never going to get the truth. Mm. You just have to sort of figure things out mm. and and weigh things up. You're never going to get the truth. But I'm 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 listening to Caesar and Christ every night. It's like that, that fucking meme that went round about how often just you ask you, is it ask your husband now? Often he thinks of ancient Rome. Mm. It's like every day, I go to sleep thinking about ancient Rome every night. <laughs> yeah, my wife asked me about that the other day. Did you finish um, the history of Rome? 
No, it got a bit. Did you know? It got a bit boring when the when the vandals just ah. ruined everything. Oh, sorry, did, I thought it finished at the fall of the Western Empire. Yeah, it's not properly fall, fallen. So it's like the the they've they've all come down, haven't they? Through the Alps, I think, and then like they were they were seeding the plains to them above Rome. Alaric, Alaric, and the Goths, is it? Possibly. And then uh, it was just got a bit wishy-washy rather than, you know, Rome coming back. And it's pomp. Yeah. So, um, no, I don't know where I'm up to. I was right near the end. It's probably like, probably got about 30 episodes left, <laughs> basically. You should check out his book, um, which is available on Audible. The, mm. the Storm Before the... The Sword Before the Storm? The Storm Before the Storm. <laughs> Can't remember something like that. What it's was, Mike Duncan, anyway. What was making me laugh was um, I was listening to this his, his podcast, um, and it's from I don't know. I think it started in two thousand six, two thousand seven, and I think it. I think I got. Well, no, they, he started. He started hawking his tours. <coughs> um, maybe like twenty. 10, 2011. Started doing tours to Rome with listeners, inviting listeners. Yeah. Thousand pound, roughly what? a ticket. Yeah, he never said the price. And now it? what it's like today with like, you know, yeah. uh, NXT, History with Kaylee, mm. Ben from Uncharted, Jimmy. Jimmy Corsetti. Mm. This is uh, the the canoe heads, uh, Brian. Brian, who we had on? The Peru. Hidden Inca tours. Oh, Brian right. Forster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's big money in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, he was it, early. He was an early adopter of that. Yeah, it, yeah. It was just nice to listen to it, um, you know, as it kind of took off, I suppose, like 10 years later, basically, or more. Hogdan in the chat. Did Rome ever fall? See, this is the thing. No, it didn't. It just it, it just changed into the church, didn't it? It Everybody. morphed. Yeah, of course it did. It morphed, yeah. So Constantine... It was called the Holy Roman Empire. And it still is, isn't it? <laughs> is it not? Is it not called the Holy Roman Empire still? Christendom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a bit more complicated than that, isn't it? I think. So Constantine changes it. Mm. He, he adopts Christianity, doesn't he? Mm. He sees the flaming crucifix in the, the sky Christ. at the bottom of the Battle of that bridge, beginning with B. That I forget. Wins the battle. Adopts Christianity, mm. uh, so that's mid fourth, mid fourth century. He convenes the Council of Nicaea, yeah, and it's... which is massive. Three six two is it? Three six two AD. Correct me in the chat. Mm. Um, that is the the big debate of that is the nature of Christ and the Trinity. Yeah, and you have the Arian who, heresy. Who's the guy that they uh, argue with in Egypt? Uh, Arius. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah, so it's called the Arian heresy. You have Arian and Ag- I'm blanking on the uh, Athanasius. Bishop Athanasius won the day. So allegedly we still say we. The Nicene Creed. You still say it in church, don't you? To this day, allegedly. Catholic church. Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously Catholic church. What other church is there? Well. They're all heretics sorry. out there. Henry VIII, Christ. Yeah, exactly. We'll gloss over the Reformation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, the Catholic Church becomes the de facto what religion of Rome. 
can you start me off and I'll be able to tell you the rest? Oh. We believe in one God. Yeah, I'll say it. God true blood from true blood. Yeah, it's... Uh, son from son. It's the Trinity, isn't it? Mm. And the resurrection. I can't remember it. I, don't, I never say it. I don't say it. So I don't believe it. I believe in one God. The Father. Father from son. Son from father. I don't know. No. You're a shit Catholic. If, they start, if, if Father Peter started me off, mm. I could do it. You could finish yourself, could you? Yeah. <laughs> but what you do what do you do in church? You do the the set things, isn't there, all the way through. That's one of them. The profession of faith. Let's start the profession of faith. That's what it's called, isn't it? Uh I can't remember what it is, even though I've done it like a, a, a many thousands well, of times. Well, you generally have two readings, one old testament, one new testament. Of the homily, no, yeah, no, the but communion, that, the Eucharist, but, but that's the gospel. That doesn't, but there is there are. So what I'm talking about is the allegedly there are that thing, the profession of faith or whatever it is, goes back to that, doesn't it? Yeah, the Nicene Creed is mm. called like when you get your leaflet in church, it's called the Nicene Creed. Mm. Goes back to the fourth century through this argument between two bishops. Constantine convened; he was mm. there. He was present. It was his idea. Mm-hmm. He convened that council, ecumenical council, and it was these two bishops. That's an ecumenical matter. It was his father. It's an ecumenical matter, mm. and uh, it was to th- it was to hash out what is the nature of Christ. Is mm. he and the you know he is co-substantial is mm. the term that came out of it. Mm. So he's not der- derivative mm-hmm. of the father. He's co-substantial. So. But this is the other thing, isn't it? Because it seems two thousand years ago a long time isn't it but 300 years ago seven so thinking about the 1700s for us now this is the way i think about it it's trying to think back to well you kind of it's we're in the same period of history whereas 2000 years ago it's like who the fuck is this guy it's an eon yeah 2160 years would be a a galactic month. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? So they they were thinking about that stuff. So like say for example someone came in the 1700s like or say for example someone came in the 1800s with a lantern looking for an honest man. <laughs> yeah. Diogenes of Sinope and um created a religion. Or an offshoot of a religion. Well, shall we go back to 1666 then? Okay. Because this is the arrival of uh, um, Sabatai Zevi, mm. the founder of the Sabbatean movement, mm. who was a, a Jew who started his own religious movement. And he mm. went to Constantinople. And there's various theories about what happened with the Sabbateans and whether they're active or not today. Um but yeah, people start. There was Is that a where whole... sabotage comes from then. Um, no, that's French, I think. Sabotage. I would have thought. But um... is this Sabbath then? Sabbatine? Sabbath? Sabbath. It's just a Jewish name. He was a Jew. All oh, right. Okay. Zevi. Sabbatine. Was he born on the Sabbath? Probably. He he tried to convince his followers that he was his birth was prophesized. In, uh, my birth was prophesied. You know? My, my mum always said she wanted four children. 
Right. So I, you know. So your mum's a prophet. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm a prophet. I love it. It works like that. Yeah. What have you prophesied? And uh, my mum prophesied my birth. Right. Have you read any entrails? Well, when I was coming kind of, out, kind of auger. Uh, oh yeah. Um, the best kind. Okay. Well, we'll take you out, and you can look at some flights of birds, and we'll see how good your augering is. Can you read the? Can you read the the liver of a pig? <laughs> I can see yours isn't any good. But um, so 1666, there was a massive millenarian movement in the in the England in England, in end the, of the world. Right. 666. Mm. It's been uh, 1600 years. Second coming, mm. end of the world, plague, war, fire. The four horsemen. Yeah, and it coincided with this arrival of, of Sabbatai Zevi mm. and starting his sort of uh, prophesied messiah who's going to reunite the Jews. Oh, so the, like Samuel Pepys, another diarist in England, talk about all the Jews leaving. Mm. All the Jews leaving England. They're going. They're going back to the homeland mm. to, to meet the new prophet. Who's, you know, foreshadowing the end of the world. Didn't happen like, did it? But, you know, he has, uh, it's worth reading his Wikipedia page and doing some more reading on, on uh, Sabatai Zevi, if you get a chance. It's interesting. Does it say he's a fat like, Spanish waiter? It's like Ike, Ike and that. They, they put it all on the on the Sabatian Frankists, the people who are running the world now. Right, okay. You know, but I, I don't know. I don't know how much stock to put in that. I don't go there. I, sh- I probably should, but you know, there's too much, isn't there? How far? Yeah, you know, there's only so many hours in a day, isn't there? Mm. Sometimes I just want to read something light. Well, this is what you know, I was... like the biology of belief by Bruce Lipton. This is what we're saying about having a purpose behind your reading. Um, so it quite often helps if I'm reading a subject that's related to something, you know, that it could help in my day-to-day life. So I'm reading another... I've been reading it for ages, to be fair, because I've been struggling with it. And I've been struggling with it. It's actually very good, easy to read. It's about edging. Yeah. I keep getting to the edge and then stopping. Um, it's another Oliver Sacks books. Mm. It's called Hallucinations. But in that... There's just all these nuggets that are useful for what I do. But one, the only one that's really stuck in my head um, is something that's called hypnagogic and hypnopompic hallucinations. The book's called Hallucinations. Right, so I've heard the word hypnagogic. I would say hypnagogic. Maybe, yeah. That's how I've heard it said. I don't know what it means, though. So I think most people have had that when you drop in, fall into sleep, when you're going to sleep, you have that kick. You had that kick. From the missus? No. No. And you, kick? What so you for about? me, so for me, the, the feeling of the kick, the convulsion, is accompanied by a hallucination or a dream that I'm falling off a curb because it's the same feeling. When you go to sleep? Yeah. So I'm between. So there's this there's this stage in sleep when you're going to sleep. You, I don't know if you think about it or not, but you probably fuck your sleep up by listening to stuff. Yeah. Um, where if you don't do that, you recognize that you're going to sleep, 
but you're not asleep. So it's almost like when you're, what's that term, dreaming, something dreaming. Lucid? When you're lucid, it's almost like that, but you're not. You're not in control. Yeah, you're not asleep, but it feels like you're asleep and you're starting to think that you're, what you're thinking about is real, basically. So hypnagogic or gogic, did you say? Gogic or gogic? Gogic. Gogic. Hypnagogic dream. I don't know if I've seen it written. Um, I have heard someone say it. Um, Chris Williamson. No, someone else. Someone from work, actually, years ago. And um, so at that point, you can have these weird hallucinations, basically. And hypnopompic um, hallucinations, probably hypnopopic or something, <laughs> it, or p- hypnopophic, um, is when you're waking up from sleep. You, you have the same experience, but waking up. Yes. But quite often, this is associated with, um, oh, it's all kinds of mad shit goes on, apparently. But quite often, uh, when people are bereaved, they'll see the, ber- the person you're bereaved of sat at the end of the bed. That's a common one. Well, my missus had that experience with her grandparent. It's always a grandparent. Well, it's not always. Well, because you you're more likely to yeah, yeah. lose your grandparent. Yeah, yeah. So it's, apparently it's, it's a really, really common thing. Now, whether this is, you know, uh, psychology and science um, explaining something that's supernatural or whether it is really a hallucination, I don't know. But um, it seems to be associated with the same part of the same part of the brain that's active when you dream is active at these two points when you're falling asleep and coming out of sleep. Because how is have you, you heard of sleep cycles? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So when you go to sleep, you go through a sleep cycle. Oh, sort of like REM and and all this stuff. So there's five different sta- brain waves you get. Yeah. So there's five stages. So there's right. so there's two variants of light sleep. There's called light sleep. Lighter sleep and light sleep, deep sleep and deeper sleep, then rapid eye movement. And they last, these cycles last between 90 minutes and two hours, basically. And you cycle through them throughout the night. So that's where you have more wakeful states, so you're more likely to wake up and say, so whatever. But you dream in rapid eye movement. But apparently, well, they used to say that it was just rapid eye movement, but you can dream in other parts of the cycles as well, um, allegedly. So... Obviously, when you're going to sleep, they kind of explain it, or he was explaining it in the book, that um, you're kind of, whatever you're thinking about when you're going to sleep, you do think about something or you're imagining, um, that kind of becomes real like a lucid dream. But then when you're coming out of a rapid eye movement, what you've been dreaming about can be projected into your wakeful state, essentially. I don't get it because I never have dreams about ancient Rome. That's what I'm thinking about when I go to sleep. Yeah, but I imagine you. This I is... imagine that, like, all my. I don't dream very often. Or I don't remember my dreams. But it's always. I wake up out mm. of a dream. So I guess my dreams happen at the REM, at the end of sleep. So I read um, oh, Freud's book about <laughs> dreams. It's fucking massive. <laughs> it was the, the one that you went back to. So I think there's about I think there's about four versions of it, and it was like the 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 one with the most pages. So it's like seven hundred pages long, and I think I read it all 
But that obviously he started, well, not obviously, but he started writing that in probably about the 1880s. And even at that point, but he was putting like the spin on it, you know, all about his psychoanalysis and repressed sexuality and, you know, yeah. meanings out of dreams. And, you know, that's a direct, what do you call it? A golden shower to the dream state, the golden path, wasn't it? Or something he called to the unconscious. I can't remember. Um, there's probably something in that. But um, he was saying, uh, oh, sorry, even at that point that they knew that you, when you're in a dream state, you can take stuff in from your environment and it gets incorporated into your dream, basically. Mm-hmm. So you're still attentive, um, I suppose is the, is the word. So you're, you know, so... I can't remember that you know, like when you the the thing where you put someone's hand in a warm water of bowl a bowl a bowl of water and they piss the pants. Yeah, yeah. Or you could I can't. Re- That's autonomic though, maybe. Yeah, but you're still attending to it by emptying your bowels. Well, not no. consciously. So, like for example, I don't know. So he, this is not what's in the book, but there was lots of examples that he gave. So they would like gently rock someone, and they might dream they were on a boat. All oh, right, yeah. Or um they would uh i don't know do something else and it would that would that kind of motion or that voice or that word or whatever would be incorporated into the dream the other thing is is because he um this is what he writes about in the book so like when you, i don't remember my dreams and you don't remember, and a lot of people don't but other people do the more you deliberately start to pay attention to your dreams and it, as soon, so this is what he started doing. Is he had a notebook, and when he woke <laughs> up, he, he wrote it down. Yep. And he said, and he, so like I can, so if I wake and I'm kind of half asleep, I can kind of remember what's going on. I've definitely got a boner. Yeah, that's been happening. Yeah, um, within five minutes, it's gone. You yeah. forget. Then I go back to sleep or whatever. But what he trained himself to do, or what he deliberately did, because he thought this is definitely like a route to the unconscious. He started writing it down, and you get, and then it's apparently true. The more you write and attend to it, the more you can pay attention to it and have more control over it. That's the other thing, isn't it, about the knocking? Oh, so tricks for lucid dreaming. Yeah, yeah. So the, you start to realize that you're in the dream. You do that in your waking life, though, to prime yourself. Well, no, yeah, I know, but but then that starts getting incorporated in the dream, doesn't it? Yeah, All right, got you. But then the other important part is writing it down afterwards and paying attention to it. Now, that's the other argument, isn't it? That if you start doing that, does that mean then that what you're writing about has actually happened or is it that that you're processing as part of your dream that's becoming part of your unconscious? Who knows? I think you can train yourself. I do as well. Yeah. Most it's, things. Uh, it's weird. Like dogs dream. Man. I watch my dog dream in all the time. Well, rats dream. This is... They had the guy... The, so it was a Joe Rogan episode on years ago when he was in LA in the old studio. And um, there was a guy on about sleep and they said that they ran rats through a mice... Uh, through a mice... Through a maze... And um, they had 
electrodes in their brain somehow when they were doing it. I don't know if that's true or they did it. I don't whatever. And they traced their sort of how their brain was firing. This is really shit science. And the, the way I'm, I'm explaining it. And then when they went to sleep, what it seemed like is that their brain, when they went into REM, was processing how they went through the maze over and over again, but um, 10 times faster. So the idea is, is when you're dreaming, so I talk to people about this when I'm talking about sleep, you, you're defragging your brain, basically. You're getting rid of all the shit that you don't um, want to keep, so like sort of like feeling anxious, all the negative emotion, all that kind of stuff. Or maybe you need to keep that, you know, depending on the circumstances you're living in. Um, and then um, what you're doing is you're laying down new memories. So that's what he was trying to... That's what he was taking off when these rats were running through the maze, basically. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's not well understood. I think it's the point. No. Dreams. Or it's how strange. your brain works, basically. Well, no, it's a complete enigma. And uh, that's why it's interesting. Well, this is... That's, I've said this before, sorry. I've caught over you again. But, like, you know, most of the information that you get from... Um, well, all the information we know about the brain is we have neurons and there's electricity involved and there's neurotransmitters and chemicals, basically, that that permit certain you know interactions between a synapse and whatever it's called i can't remember what they're called um but that is basically it's a correlation so it's like yeah neophrenology is the term i've read about you know modern neuroscience is, is neophrenology well we know that certain parts of the brain if you kill them so you have a stroke or someone hits you on the head in a certain part of the brain, you lose um, the capacity to talk or you lose the capacity um, to lay down new memories. But there are people who have horrific head injuries or are born with massive brain defects who still get all the normal faculties that we have. Well, yes, but there seems to be... A point, so the younger that, that the, the earlier that, that happens, the more growth you seem. It's called neuroplasticity. Mm. So, people or children with severe um, epilepsy, for example, temporal epilepsy. What they do is the if it's really bad, and I think they still do this in in rare instances. They cut, they sever the hemispheres, and what seems to happen is. You know, the hemisphere that they've severed, um, well, both have been severed, haven't they? But it stops the... Uh, Interference between yeah. one half and the other. Basically. Yeah. And the other thing that they found is, I'm, I'm sure that, is the term a hemispectory, uh, if they take out, it can take out of a, an infant one hemisphere of the brain and they, the other hemisphere, if they're young enough, will lay down all of the neural networks so that you yeah. can have a pretty... Normal life. Yeah. Yeah. It's, man, it's mental. And the other thing you've got to remember as well, it's all mirrored. 
So your left side, left side of the brain, as we are, controls the right side of your body and vice versa. The other thing that's really weird to think about is how your vision works, allegedly. So remember, you, you, you have your, your retina and your neural, uh, sorry, your optical nerve goes from the back of your eye and then it crosses over into the other hemisphere and the image is flipped by your brain. Yeah. Yeah, it comes in upside down mm. and the brain flips it. Yeah. So where does that put us, for example? What about gravity, man? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when you start to sort of think about it from a bi- allegedly, you know, like a, a biological and it just, you know. Not everything's mirrored, though. So certain things are central. So the pineal gland, for example, mm. that's that's a single. Yeah, but that's that seems to be is that. that's at the base, isn't it? Of the brainstem. Yeah. So that's it's like ancient. that's that's the all the old the cerebellum, third eye. Yeah, lizard brain, the amygdala, all the basic stuff. The basic bitch. Yeah. So the idea is, isn't it, that your brain evolves from the brainstem up forwards, and the idea is well born out of correlation again that you know when stuff happens in frontal lobe so if you're you have a you know you have a car crash and you hit your head on the steering wheel um that has a lot to do with like emotional regulation um you know future planning um you know the ability to put yourself in another person's shoes so you know again it's correlation nobody know i mean this that's the other thing when you think about it is how can something biological lay down an image because i can see an image in my brain some people can't apparently 20 percent of people don't see things in their head uh they have no internal monologue i've heard that's this thing other... about internal monologues yeah no no person talking to them yeah that's bizarre i know that's weird as well in and of itself but images as well apparently people don't see images so you can so, if I, so ask you to so now think about an ice cream yeah you can see an image in your head you can imagine an image cornetto i can imagine a million different ones exactly which, which would you like me to imagine so how do you explain that how do you explain that a, a neuron creates that that image well it's it's the mystery of consciousness <clears throat> we haven't got a fucking clue that's my that you know, I like the whole, um, the brain is a receptor. Mm. The brain's an antenna, you know? And so if your brain gets damaged or it loses its blood supply, it's it's like your antenna on your roof getting snapped. Signals, signals still out there, but, you, you know, you in this realm, you fucked it. Don't, you know, what about dimensions, man? You know? Uh... That, that's one that really <laughs> plays on your mind, doesn't it? The dimensional... You're going to have to read fucking Uspensky's chapter on, on Fourth Dimension mm. from uh, the new... Oh, my gosh. What's the book? The New Science of Something? I can't remember. But it is fucking mind-blowing when you think what the possibilities are uh, and how we're kind of unsophisticated. We're still monkeys, essentially. We're pretty sophisticated. We've become the apex animal on this planet good at fucking things over and trashing shit uh but we're also capable of incredible acts of self-sacrifice empathy charity the seven virtues and the seven vices man mm-hmm. uh we're incredible beings but you wonder if there is another level 
is there another level that we're capable of ascending to? And this is why, you know, these people, characters, however you want to characterize them, that come down, that, that make themselves apparent throughout history, whether it's Christ or Buddha or pick your poison, that maybe they, they were tuned into something that, that most of us can't attain without some sort of hazard to say initiation or awakening or spiritual enlightenment and maybe it's possible to escape this the material realm you know i don't know i we'll, found, we'll all find out sooner or later i found um what ryan said quite interesting about um, jesus a pedo <laughs> god i attempted to tell my wife about that and i had to stop <laughs> What was he saying? <coughs> what do you find the, the way the way that I understood what Ryan said? Are we talking about what I was saying? I can't remember what I was saying. What he, was it? It was about ascending. About oh, what Ryan said was um, how the psychedelic it just made not just but it made things more meaningful. So, like, if something happens, and that made. Um, that rung a bell in terms of like, you know, what you try and do as part of psychotherapy, basically, is you're trying to change meanings. Um, I suppose in CBT, what they're called is core beliefs. Yeah. Um, about a person's self, you know, so you're trying to challenge those basically as part of therapy, um, which is a very tricky thing to do most of the time, basically. Because yeah, they're so ingrained and they're part of someone's identity. Yeah, because and constantly reinforced. I, I remember having this conversation with somebody, and she, um, she was living in London. Um, by the sounds of it, she was like working her way up in I can't remember like a state agency or recruitment. So you know, potentially, you know, eventually making loads of money. Um, or she was making decent money at the time or something. Um, but she felt quite down all the time. And I said, well, what do you do, you know, day to day? Um, how do you lead your life? And a quite common uh, core belief is around um, perfectionism. So I am not good enough would be the core belief, you know, a generic core belief, you know. So in order to never... So the idea is in CBT, you have certain childhood experiences they lead to certain core beliefs about yourself. So I am not good enough, you know, because um, I never got like a star star or whatever in, in school, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so a way to... Uh, what's, the, what's the opposite of that? Is it delusions of grandeur? Well, no. So, can I get some therapy for so, that? No. So <laughs> I spoke about this. What was that podcast that I went on where the... Oh, 13 Questions? Yeah, so... Hey, if you haven't already, check out Matt's appearance on 13 Questions podcast. So as part of that, so, so there's an offshoot of CBT that's called Schema Therapy, and they yeah. go more into core beliefs. So this is... I, I talked about this on 13 Questions, where I thought, like, the unconscious was just fucking bollocks, really. <laughs> I just thought, why are people, like... I mean, why do people go on about it? And then I read this chapter about... In, in, in Jung. 
no, somewhere else. He's, he's called Jeffrey Young, actually, but with yeah. a Y. Y-O-U-N-G. U-N-G, yeah. And it's about the second chapter, and he says, these experiences lead to these core beliefs. This And it just makes so much sense, like, you know, how all of them link together and how that might inform the decisions that you might take in your life or whatever. It just made perfect sense. Um, and it made sense as to how these things might be operating. And I think I've already talked on, you know, on, on this podcast, you know, about the difference between... So in psychology, I'm pretty sure what happens is different people research the same thing and give a different spin on it. So like the unconscious, you could call an implicit memory or an explicit memory. And we've talked about, you know, dri- learning to drive... It was an explicit thing to begin with. You have to think about it all the time. It's really fucking hard. And then all of a sudden you can just drive. Comes unconscious, automatic. Yeah, so all of that shit's happening. And then at the same thing, something happens and you take over, you know, your, your, your faculties kick in or whatever, or you just smash into the back of the car in front of you and That's what I've done. your tool bag just flies past your head or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so... Uspensky. Uspensky. What was I saying at the beginning before I went off on that? Thing? I know, you're talking about the unconscious mind and how it relates. You thought it was all bullshit to start with. Yeah. And then you read something and it started to make sense. I think um, uh, there's so much sort of um, complicated language. It sounds like you found something that explained it to the point and with practical implications, which made it accessible for you to understand it yeah uh, whereas like reading uh freud and jung and stuff is is hard it's fucking hard it's sort of um it's flowery and uh confusing it's like i read that william wright book yeah on uh, the mass the one that got banned the mass psychology of fascism and fucking hell that was a trial but the other thing is is i think things were written with a different education at that point. Well, people are thick as fuck. Well, <coughs> sorry. My uh, my thinking is people are thick as fuck these days. Uh, things were written more academically 100 years ago, 200 years ago. Definitely more dense, but you don't, I don't think I don't think <laughs> we're more dense. Well, no, the, the language that is used is more but what I was thinking more is <coughs> the classics were taught. So these yeah. people who wrote these books would have been privately educated. There was no state education. As part of that, as part of that education, you would have read the classics, which would involve reading about ancient Greece. As part of reading about ancient Greece as well, if you're really clever, like all of these people were, you can take more meaning from it, basically, mm. rather than it just being a story. So um, that all plays into it as well. That fucking book I read this year. Oh, my gosh. I can't find it now, the history book. Oh, it was... Um, oh, my gosh. Oh, that German... German historian. Oswald Spengler. Can't remember the name of the book. The Fall of the Decline of the West by Oswald Spengler, which was written um, in between the two world wars, I think. I'm reading that. I'm thinking the amount of fucking historical knowledge... You need to even be able to make sense of this. It's fucking outrageous. 
It's not just it's not just history. It's art, music, sculpture. Well, that's fucking. You think fucking? It's not read. It's not read for our. It's not written for our era. But this is the other thing: is is we're very sorry. It's all gone materialistic, hasn't it? So we're. It's what is it all about now? What have you? What in order to get on in life? What are you taught that you've got to do in school and be good at? Put a chick in it. Make a lame and gay. <laughs> Stem. Stem. That's the be the be all and end all. Yeah, not the human. The humanities are seen as um, a soft touch. I would say now, mm-hmm. uh, even psychology, even more so. Well, psych- psychology. I think I, this is a, a quote that I'm going to mangle. Um, psychology, Joe Mangle, has been, is a art dressed up as a science, right? Yeah, basically. So there's so much art. I'm an artist basically every day um, when I go to work. Um, but there's no right or wrong way. Well, that's, that's, that's because people talk about hard sciences, don't they? And the, the hubris in that is becoming more evident. The more people look into quantum physics, they realize that, yeah, there's nothing hard about quantum physics. Mm. You have quantum entanglement, particles at the other side of the universe talking to each other. You don't understand this at all. No. It's not a hard science. You've just got down to this layer. Uh, Planck's constant. And once you go beyond that, you have no fucking idea. That was the thing. So it was someone on... um, It was a really good podcast on Jordan Peterson. And he he was someone who was a little bit to do with quantum physics... And he said, everything makes sense when you get down to like, I can't remember, it was like this infinite, and he said it wasn't a very small, but it was like something of an inch. Everything makes perfect sense as long as you take it down. The scale, yeah, Yeah. Planck's constant. Mm -hmm. Once you get beyond that, it just falls apart. Your your entire understanding of physics and the universe falls to pieces. Mm -hmm. And what's what's the response? Well, it's all right. It's just we haven't figured this bit out yet. Yeah. Now maybe maybe your whole your whole and then you take it back is to, out of whack. Take it back to like the Big Bang. Well, what was before the Big Bang then? Nothing. Well, Terence McKenna, give me one free miracle. I'll mm-hmm. explain the rest. Mm-hmm. It's nonsense. We have to. That's the thing. I think people are coming to terms with the fact that there are no answers. Just best guesses, and our understanding is severely limited with our monkey brains. Mm. And the problem is, you have to allow people to think outside the box. All the biggest sort of scientific discoveries and uh, breaking of glass ceilings has come from people who went against mm. 99.9% of the people out there and said, No, I've got a different idea. And yeah. maybe this is how things might work. And uh, the danger we are in now is that those sorts of thoughts are going to be restricted, censored, poo-pooed, disinformation, conspiracy thing. Where's your tinfoil hat? What are you talking about? Mm. And, uh, you know, it's the battleground of ideas. You have to be able to, you know, people's ideas should have the same weight. And people should be able to disprove, prove, argue their case... And uh, the evidence should 
Vlad Merit. That's all it comes down to. I think that and should we, be a good point to end. Yeah, I think so. I think we've gone long enough. It's mm. 11 o'clock. It's 11 bells. It's past 11. Everyone's going now. Don't be it? a dick. Mm. It's the key to life, as uh, Jason says. Uh, so, happy new year. Happy new year, everyone. Yeah, we'll be back on the 7th. Mm. What a lineup. Hell of a lineup for January. Three excellent guests. Keanu Reeves. Not Keanu Reeves. We've got occult, occult conspiracies, alt history, and wild prehistory. Wild. All of our three favorite prehistory in the wild. Prehistory in the wilds. That's going to be my new YouTube channel. <laughs> three, three people from UK heritage. Three authors. It's going to be good. Mm. And then we'll have to get working on February. Who's coming on in February? We shall find out. Keanu Reeves. So cast some, <laughs> cast some lines out and find out who we're going to get for February. But January's going to be banging. So join us on the 7th. We shall be back mm. with a, a proper live stream on this uh, random nonsense. Mm-hmm. Although, if we if we manage to stay strike-free or warning-free, we might put the barn raises on YouTube. Mm. As long as it doesn't put imperil the channel, mm. then we can do that. But yeah. Mm. Happy New Year, folks. Let's let's fuck off into the night now. Yeah. It's time. Uh, we'll see you in 2024. Mm. Right. It's shit day. It's fucking shit day every day. Utterly ridiculous. The solipsistic porn masturbator. Based Sigma Chad. Unbesmegging leaveable. What the Farage? They are, yeah, so amazing in their love. Oh, Willie G. Da, da, da. Chungus never seems so sus, so sus, so sus. He vents to electrical. Clean yourself up. You dirty little rats! You chicken liver shit! Chicken liver shits! Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Building back better. You're a big chungus. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. It is bonkers.